Just fucking these, uh, these allergies are just fucking killing me right now, bro. Hell yeah, dude. Bro, I just like, I just want them to stop. You just gotta throw those allergies in the fucking Boston <laughs> Harbor, dude. It's there. It's there. It's like is a it, culture the pile. there for, for it. Yeah. Throw it yeah. in there, it'll uh, dance on Jimmy Hoffa's grave. It's fine. What? You think Jimmy Hoffa's in the, in the harbor? Hoffa's in the harbor, of course. Hoffa's in the harbor? Oh, fucking course, dude. I feel like a, a 90s commercial would do like a Hoffa's in the harbor kind of joke. <laughs> and they'd be like, this is like a little risque, right? Well, it's like, it's the 90s, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. It's the it's 90s. That was like a good excuse for anything. You could just be like, well, guys, it's the 90s. It's the 90s. I don't know what to tell you. It's not People my problem. a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a real cultural phenomenon. Do you remember that? I People do, yeah. Like, it was like, things were changing, you know? Uh, and living colors on TV. You mm-hmm. know, we could do anything. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, it's the 90s. I don't know. Like, it was just like everybody said. I don't feel like any, like any other decade could be that, I don't know, that in your face. But the 90s kind of was in your face. It was like peak extreme. If you could uh, label a decade Mountain Dew, it would be the 90s. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. And that's really when, like, I heard about Mountain Dew for the most part. That was mm-hmm. like their, that, that was a perfect decade for them. They were like, that's that the colors, mm-hmm. just the... I don't know. The advertising, it was like perfectly fit. It's like the perfect extreme drink that you shouldn't drink as an adult, but some people still do, you know? Some people still do. I, I don't get, get it. it there. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. Yeah, you'll have to that. explain that one to me afterward. <laughs> That's my favorite part, by the way. People don't know that, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, probably about our recording process, but uh-huh. generally after the show, Britt and I don't understand each other's jokes generally at all, I right. think, during mm-hmm. the episode. Um, people seem to like them, but we don't really understand it. So afterwards, we take like, you know, about as much time as we took to record, I guess, to, to go through it like with a fine comb and like explain the jokes and be like, oh, this is why that was funny. Thank you for the laugh, but mm-hmm. here's why you should have been laughing, you know? Oh, I see. Yes, this all makes sense. Yeah, and we have a, we each have marker boards that are reversible. Like you can flip it over from the front to the back, you know? Oh, yeah. And then a lot of the times we just don't have markers. so I forget to bring them. Yeah, and that's... That's a whole other issue. Like, I have yeah. some markers, but I insist on leaving the pin caps off because it's yeah, like... That surprises me about you. Yeah, it's like, why are we trying to keep these markers a secret? They have tips. They have ink in them, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Let's so show you think them it's off. more of that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. I get Yeah, that's why whenever I get a, uh, a container of cottage cheese, I'll put it in the fridge, but it's a lids off, you know? It's mine now. Really? Wow. Yeah. You leave it open so that people can see that you've been consuming it? Yeah, like if I want cottage cheese, I want cottage cheese now. I don't want to have to take the time to, <laughs> to deal with the a lid. lid off. Yeah. That surprises me about you, but I guess also like you don't like to waste food, so that's like, but maybe you eat it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't go bad or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm essentially poisoning my body on a regular basis. Oh, sure. So my body has become immune to most situations like that that involve spoiled food. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your body is a spoiled land. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one. But yes. It's, yeah. It's like some people's bodies are, are like Disney World, you know, yeah. or Disneyland, whichever. Yeah. Britain doesn't mm-hmm. know where they I have no idea. Are, so nope. he doesn't know geography. You yeah. can confuse them that way. Just that's a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, you know, a defunct Six Flags that closed down seven years ago. And that's right. kind of Brent's body. Yeah. It's they ironic that a Six Flags could be closed seven years ago, right? Like, it seems like the, the cap weird, would have but... to be six. 
So like, <laughs> and it, it like contractually has to be changed into something else. Mm-hmm. It could only be multiples of six. So if it was closed down 12 years ago, it'd be like it was closed down two sixes ago, you know? Oh, wow. But then if it's closed down three, if it's 18 years. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the devil's playground. It's perfect. Yep. Uh, what? Exactly. Much like this podcast itself. Oh, man. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Circling right back to the 90s, Marcy's Playground, you know, one hit wonder. Um, yeah. Uh, but damn, what a good song. He smelled sex and candy. What does that even Yuck. mean? Yuck. I still get turned on by the song. I don't know why. I feel like it's <laughs> disgusting. But it, there's something about it. It's like it's got sex in the title. I was a kid. I was like, man, this is a sexy song. I remember part of the music video. One of the guys, I don't know if it was the singer or if it was one of the other guys in the band. They had a their head poked through a hole in the ground and there's a tarantula walking toward yeah, their head. I remember that. Yeah. That was, mm-mm. no, thank you. Weird video. I don't know what that has to do with sex or candy. I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not cool with it. But I am going to sneeze right now. Of course. You know what? You do what you got to do. You got to get the evil right out of you sometimes, you know? It's trying to come out. Hold on, everybody. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I got it back in there. Okay, good. Good. I got it back in there. You can't let that genie escape. Good God, he's just trying to get out of there, and I'm like trying to shove him back in. Yeah. Saying, no, sir, not today. Not today. Not today, Santa. Not today. You know Santa's in my face? (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. He crawled up in there. I can't get him out. Well. Guess where the Easter Bunny went? Don't even try, Brent. Oh, no. Don't even try. He's just under my house. I'm just kidding. Okay. I was going to say, his fur wasn't brown before, but (laughs) it is now. (laughs) When you picture the Easter Bunny, what do you picture? Uh, I've picture a, a, a bunny that's like cartoonish and like pastel colored. He's like not the, like a, an actual color. Rats bunny. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, they that's it's Easter Sunday uh, or Easter weekend at, on the mall rats and they they beat up the Easter bunny because he said something about the sailboat or something. I don't remember what the how they all get him to get to do it. But uh, I remember the it's like pink. I remember the the Easter bunny is in it, but I don't I don't remember the the color. But yeah, I, I would God say like a, it, a pink. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're like, I don't remember it. I go to explain the movie, and you're like, no, I know that. I just don't, I can't picture it. And I'm like, ugh, why can't you just picture everything in your head? <laughs> Jesus. That is funny that Mallrats is a, an Easter movie then. It is. Yeah, I consider it. I, I, I always forget, and then um, Kevin Smith will tweet about it, like, every Easter, and be like, you know, go watch Mallrats. And I'm like, for an Easter movie, that's a, that's a good one. Don't watch Passion of the Christ. Yeah. That'll that bum the whole family out. Uh Actually, I have it pulled up right here. The Easter Bunny is uh, white with, like, pink highlights. Okay, there you go. I was yeah. like, it's pink, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, pink highlights. I'll take yeah. that. Not too far off. Not too far off. So, yeah, that's kind of what I picture when I picture the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Or a light blue, maybe. Mm-hmm. But pastel, for sure. Yeah, I feel like that goes hand-in-hand hand with Easter for whatever reasons. Probably marketing reasons, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, no, 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 it's like a... It's the symbol of... Um, you know, because light, lighter colors, and then in the springtime, and then um, if you bring the chocolate in, it's like the cross, and yeah, it's not marketing. No, not at all. All right. <laughs> if anything, it's pagan. You know, on uh, the previous episode of Let's Talk About Stuff that came out a couple of days ago, the El Tashin of the Christ episode, mm-hmm. we talked about, uh, well, the movie The Passion of the Christ, but we forgot to mention all the pastel colors that were... In the oh, movie, yeah. we talked about a lot of things, but that like kind of skipped we my brain. About that one, how like unmurky and brightly lit and colorful <laughs> everything was. That would be like a weird trip, man. If that had been the case, I would have mm-hmm. really liked that. Like instead of just like sand and blood, mm-hmm. if they were like 
No, we're going to, we are going to have a scene where people dye their skin different pastel colors. <laughs> yeah, of course. No reason. We're just going to do it, you know? Even like a tie-dye segment, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, there's a close-up of Jesus's eyes, and they turn mint green. That'd be cool. Man, it'd be way better than the brown they had. <laughs> yeah. That the was C- like overly brown. They're going to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if they zoomed in? We said crosses. What if they were Easter egg patterns? That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. They, he, he has like shrinky dinks on his eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, so say you zoom in. Yeah. You get like the Easter egg. The movie doesn't end with him like rising from the tomb it zooms out and it's a little kid dying an easter egg and the symbol like the face of jesus is in the die oh that'd be cool and you connect it to modern times and that's uh-huh. how they could bring the sequel in and then they like crack it on the counter and then eat it what no well, you yeah, gotta I mean, save this, that you gotta this, you gotta throw it up on ebay oh it's too late it's a it's a child you oh. know <laughs> they're not paying attention <laughs> mommy there's a face smash yeah <laughs> Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, Easter so much. So that that does that does track though that a a child would ruin it. I mean, speaking of Easter, we're recording here on Easter Sunday. That's what we're talking about, it right? And we've done this before. We normally record on Sunday morning, so I'm sure this has happened before. However, uh, today is a little bit unique because we dropped the El Tashin of the Christ episode today as well, and I believe yeah. this is the first time we've ever dropped an episode on a record date. So yeah, that felt feels weird. Yeah, almost. and especially yeah. because it's like such a controversial movie, and us talking about religion. I'm just I'm staring at my phone uh, <laughs> alerts just to see if we get canceled at at any point during this record. That's what's fun is we're recording this early enough, and the episode hasn't been out that long, so we mm-hmm. don't have anything to respond if anybody has responded in right. the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be. Uh, real tragic to listen back to in a few days, depending on how the next two days go. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah. But yep. I'm down for that ride, you know. That's what it, that's what it takes. So uh, that's fine by me. Um, do you want to just go ahead and jump into this? Let's swing, go come in swinging like Spider Man. Yeah. We're oh doing it. Oh my god! Yes, I'm Spider Man. Wait, Not- I'm Steven. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jesus. I mean Brent. Wait, <laughs> Spider Man and Jesus. That is a good team up. Sir. That's a good superhero team up, right? That is a good team mm-hmm. up. Uh, welcome. Let's talk about stuff where Steven and Brent. Not not cool superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, just regular podcasters um, are going to come swinging into your ear holes as yeah. we discuss Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, my Far God. From home? No Way Home. No way Spider-Man home. Homecoming. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Dawn you know, of the Planet of the Apes. I was watching some of the special features on uh, the, the movie last night, and uh-huh. one of, like in the, the different segments at the end of whatever it is, it will say now available and it will list the movie like the clips from that movie that they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. include in that l- little example or whatever i guess it's i feel like people would know but i guess they're they're just trying to sell those movies to people who maybe like, don't own them already is this in batman is batman <laughs> out <laughs> yeah that's for those people Brent. come on from the santa claus too um, <laughs> yeah but there was they showed clips from uh spider-man homecoming but at the end of the thing they said uh, now available Spider-Man Far From Home. And even Sony is confused yeah, about like, I don't these know. movie titles. They're like, <laughs> I don't know. Something with home in it. Yeah, they're cool. Mm-hmm. This should all just be... I mean, I guess it is like the home trilogy. Yeah. The homie, homie trilogy. The homie trilogy, yeah. 
I kind of like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm i super excited to discuss this movie with you because oh my God. Uh, you saw it months ago. I only recently saw it when it came out to video. Mm-hmm. And now we've both seen it at home, which is awesome. So a uh, lot to talk about there. But briefly, before we get into that, I wanted mm-hmm. to mention a, a couple things. Uh, sure. Number one was we had talked about The Rocketeer recently, the comic book and the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, both you and I uh, both really liked both of those. Uh, there's a lot of both in that sentence for some reason. But um, <laughs> our buddy Andy from Erie International had posted back to us uh, his Rocketeer collection. I just want to bring that up because it was fucking yeah. rad. And uh, he had so I had talked to you about like wanting to see the the differences and like the coloring because they had a new colorist. Yeah. What? Yeah, they like recolored the the paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> the paperwork. The oh paper- my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Step back. <clears throat> Number one, what is it? Co- what, why am I saying colorist? Colorer? Color, uh, what would you uh, call Colorist is the, colorist? The, the position of the person, yes. So I'm right about that. Okay. Yes. And yeah. then now let's get back to the, what do you, a stack of papers? Yeah, there's a, a stack of paperwork that needs to be <laughs> uh, colored. <laughs> you know, you have the header, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, the page numbering needs to be, uh, nice. there are these things called color holds where you just like color the lines uh, in a, a, a specific um piece of artwork oh um, yeah perfect yeah i know about that no they they recolored the uh the pages i don't know why yeah. i said paperwork mm-hmm. i i like i'm it, at though. the wrong job today <laughs> <laughs> you got the sunday scaries you're thinking about it too far yeah. don't, don't worry about it um i woke up today thinking it was monday as well and that really threw me off whenever i was like oh i have to go record a podcast now so uh-huh. all of it was just weird but uh we're here and we're doing it so mm-hmm. um where was I going with that? Oh, the Rocketeer. So yes. Andy had this collection, and he had it looked like some some different comic versions of this, and it would maybe really curious, like collector's editions. And mm. I just thought it was really cool because I love the Rocketeer, and even like uh, I had said, like rewatching it this time, it didn't spark as much of a nostalgic boom for me, or was it like as good as I had seen it a few years ago? But it was, still was really great, and I keep thinking about it since then. And uh, just what a cool fucking character that is, and I just love the design so much. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love seeing your collection on d if you hear this um and uh i thought that was really neat so now it makes me want to get some rocketeer shit yeah i didn't know some of that stuff existed like i, I, right, I yeah. did a, a quick glance at it and uh yeah i didn't yeah there was a lot of a lot more rocketeer stuff there outside yeah. of like the comics and the movie than yeah than like, i expected posters and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff i don't remember yeah. i don't have it in front of me there's probably like uh a, a, there probably wasn't a dildo though no, there was a butt plug, though. There was. Okay, Absolutely, gotcha. yeah. There's an the airfoil on top just for... That's good. Yeah, for the sake of, or sake of expediency. <laughs> Andy, if you do listen to this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't get out of a bit without we going can't. to butts. I don't I'm know so why. Sorry. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm sorry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing I wanted to bring up was a show. I, just, I needed to bring it up now. Uh, Brent, you and I had talked that we're going to try to keep our our mini topics a little smaller and get to our main segments faster because mm-hmm. uh, we have so much to talk about with them and it ends up ballooning our shows so long. So uh, this one, though, I wanted to mention because I've, I've been sitting on it a few weeks and I haven't mentioned it yet and I'm oh, so excited about okay. it. So uh, you had recently gotten Showtime, uh-huh. which inspired me to also get Showtime. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm glad because Showtime doesn't have a ton of stuff on there, but it mm-hmm. had one thing in particular I'd heard about in the last few months. So I watched the TV show uh, Yellow Jackets. Easy. I've seen the first two episodes. <laughs> yes. I was like, easy? Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. oh easy. Boy. Easy. <laughs> no. hey, hold on. Hold right, on. Cool. Now. Cool. Cool. So yes. I, yeah, I won't say much about it except that I had heard a, I had heard a ton about it, had a lot of buzz, huh? 
Um, you have and- to explain that one to me after the show. I don't. <laughs> I do not understand. I. Uh, it was uh, something I heard about months ago, but like so many TV shows, you know, it's like they do get a lot of buzz and then mm-hmm. like it drops away. And, like nobody's talking about <laughs> I it. I get it. I okay, got it now. I get it now. Okay, Man, I okay, love it. I Sometimes it. it works. Sometimes it works. It works. Yeah, it's okay. okay good, I, good. I heard what you said. <laughs> uh, but it's. It's funny because it's like sometimes like months later I could I can't find anything and it was taking me forever to even like search people that I knew had talked about it on Twitter and yeah. after I finished the show I wanted to get their opinions on it and it's like so hard to find like it's like if you don't watch the show immediately when it comes out you lose all you know discussion about it it's weird right so I did feel a little um, kind of behind the times when I watched it like um in the last month mm-hmm. but it'd be great whenever you finish it so we can talk about it. Um, but it, uh, I, all I knew going into it was that it was like high school girls mm-hmm. and they, it was in 1996 and that's all I knew. So I'm not going to say any more about the plot really than that. Um, I went into the first episode kind of knowing what kind of happens, right. uh, to like spur the plot and stuff, but I really didn't know much. And I think that was kind of cool. Uh, I will say that, um, I thought I would have preferred had going, going into it. So this is my only spoiler for you. Is that uh, this first season is one of five planned seasons? So they oh, don't. Oh wow! They they do like give you some answers to some things, but it's it's kind of in the lost way that it's like always opening up more questions. Mm-hmm. And the first season doesn't have a lot of like finality to it, you know. Like it's like definitely leading into the next. And uh, I always like I expected it to have some sort of finale, and it really was like, oh, this is going to be a much larger story. But mm-hmm. God damn it, did they not hook me? Oh, I cannot stop thinking about it after it ended. It uh, it was a wild ride, and there's a yeah. lot to discuss about it uh, once you're finished. But um, it's it, at the end of it, I was like, man, it was so fucking compelling, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to see the rest of the season. So hopefully they keep that going, and they get to tell their full story, because uh, I'm, I'm trusting that they're going to have this awesome story. But I'm glad that mm-hmm. you're, uh, you started it as well, man. That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, I, high quality right away, you know? Yeah. Um, if you think the first episode doesn't begin with some light fingering, you're out of your goddamn <laughs> mind. <laughs> because it does. Oh, man, and it gets, yeah, uh-huh. more than that. That's interesting. Uh, but I really like the characters that are in it. I like the yeah. dynamics. Um, again, well, we can discuss it further uh, once I've seen the, the whole thing and maybe For sure. g- get into, like, spoiler talk on oh, a later episode. To. But, um, yeah, for now, I'm... Uh, you had mentioned Lost. Um, I watched Lost in its entirety after the final season had like aired or whatever. What an experience. Yes. And so like, I finally like watched the whole thing and I was like, I'm ready to discuss this. And I looked around humanity and they were like, we, we talked (laughs) about this like two years ago. (laughs) We're done. We're done, dude. I was like, Oh damn it. It does feel that way. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of bummer because it's like, Oh man, I want to be a part of the conversation. I just wanted to have the whole thing in front of me. Yeah. You know. It's kind of like uh, anytime a new HBO series kicks off, mm-hmm. and that's like the water cooler show yeah, for exactly. that like following Monday. I'm like, I should jump in on this, but then I never do. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it, I'm missing out on on well, just the conversation, you know. And then the way that they're doing a lot of shows now with the week to week, where they're going back to that. Um, if you're not watching it week to week, you kind of get left out. Even if you wait, like I've waited just towards the end of a show, and it's like, well, everybody's already done talking about episode three. So that cool <laughs> yeah. thing that I saw, like, nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah. Even though it was just, like, a few weeks ago. So, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I jump onto a show just because I want to be part of that conversation, which is 
part of the marketing for it too. I think that's sure. good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like Moon Knight, um, I started that the other night, and it was like the just other because, night. I get it. Uh, Hell yeah, hey, dude. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and it's like just because I want to be a part of the conversation, and I have mm-hmm. Disney Plus right now, and so it's like I might as well. Mm-hmm. watch that as it's going along and um be able to enjoy it with everybody else but i might generally want to wait for that for whatever reason but mm-hmm. i want to i want to hear what people say about it too so yeah yeah if you, you want to interact you gotta watch the cracked crap no. <laughs> <laughs> gotta you gotta work on that one way better it's a weird morning the allergies are getting in my brain it's all buzzy yeah. you know what's going on yeah people get it we'll people workshop it it's it. fine it's fine this show is always just a workshop for something better down the road if you want to interact you gotta stay on track man brent mm-hmm. we got it you workshopped the fuck out of that thank we you. did it man it's been done. a workshop now if, if you want to workshop yep. You better hop on pop. I don't. We'll have to take that we'll one back. To go back to, to we'll that have one to though. test drive that one. Yeah. Sometimes the more you go, the, the harder it, you have the more to, to to go back to. You know. Yeah. Exactly. It's like less is is more situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, um, speaking of less is more, that's the mini topics for the day. See, we already got out of the way. We How did fun it. is oh that? Oh my god. Yeah. And now we get to go on full spoiler talk. Oh my god. Brent, oh let it go. Are my, you okay? My body, my body has <sighs> been ready for quite some time. Let I saw out. this. This movie, uh, again, to reiterate, Spider-Man No Way Home from 2021. November of 2021 is when it hit theaters. I saw it opening weekend. Wow. And my body was hyped for it. And it was even more hyped after I saw it in theaters. Yeah. For it to come out. On, right. Uh, and on, it took uh, a long time. Video. And it finally did. It finally did. It was doing too well in the theaters. It did. Yeah. Like it like Forever. blew up here domestically yeah and uh overseas as well so i mean good uh, for them that's amazing yeah yeah um i think i think out of all of the mcu stuff this the spider-man is like the he is the neighborhood the friendly neighborhood spider-man he's like the little guy who could Mm -hmm. and he's sort of my favorite arc in the in the real life fact that he got made at all that all these movies (laughs) got made right yeah and that they're so good and that their arc is so good within them and his overarching mcu arc like there's so many layers to it that i think from like real life down to uh you know his connection to the mcu with the other characters that it's just so brilliant and the fact that this got done at all is pretty crazy i i mean i can't imagine this kind of cooperation between studios would have happened you know even 10 years ago yeah and and here we are and I think Sony is relearning that lesson yeah. as these various <laughs> Venom movies and Morbius comes out. They're like, oh, God, oh yeah. we're bad at this yeah. for the most part. However, I will say they did knock it out of the park with the movie we'll be discussing next week, which is uh, Spider-Man uh. Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this because we don't usually talk about animation on the show. We don't. We should do that more. I don't. We both love it. I don't know why. Well, we're going to have to kick out something. We're going to have to kick out like horror or we're going to have to kick out (laughs) uh, Asian pop culture or we're going to have to kick out, I don't know, religious movies. Oh, wow. It's going to be a tough call. It's a tough call. Uh But now that you mention it, though, uh, we do a horror month. We do an Asian pop culture episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of those have various animated features to them, especially Asian pop culture. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of things we could tie into that with animation, but we could also have like an animation month, Brent. Oh my God, that'd be great. That'd be kind of fun. And like, mm. we could recommend stuff like Iron Giant. I still haven't ever seen. Oh, wow. You know, wow. like stuff that, that it'd be like, and like a lot of like the studio, I always forget it. Ghibli, 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 
<laughs> what is it? Ghibli is what Ghibli? I uh, go by on online. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's your online tag. Okay. That's yeah. why I got messed up. Ghibli. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like a lot of, a lot of anime out there that I haven't ever seen. Um, so yeah, that'd be kind of fun, man, to, uh, mm-hmm. to get into that. Uh, also my niece has been watching frozen two a lot lately. I've only ever seen frozen one. And oh, yeah. I, I, now I've seen Frozen 2, but I've only seen it in like 10 minute chunks at different points of the movie. Oh, I got to yeah. put this mystery together. I don't know what's happening, but it's fantastic. And the animation is gorgeous. I watched Frozen 2 as soon as it hit Disney Plus and mm. my wife and I, we sat down, we watched it. And then like later that week, I saw on Disney Plus's um, the app, it had Frozen 2 on the little like banner that like kind of scrolls through the top. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, we should watch that. And then I was like, oh, wait. Wait, did I? I did. We watched this days ago. I do not understand what happens in that movie. Is that a review of the movie or your brain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Uh That makes sense. That makes Mm. sense. I do that, too, sometimes. Um, Amanda and I put on Alex and Emma, which is uh, like a 2003 Rob Reiner movie um, that's Mm. like a cheesy rom-com thing. But it has Kate Hudson and uh, Owen Wilson. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Okay. Um, And... uh, we put it on the other day because it was one of the ones that we like. It came out when we were dating, and it was like one of our dating movies, and so we liked it for years. And it was so fucking terrible. We <laughs> we got through the whole thing, but it was really bad. And then I was scrolling through yesterday again through whatever app it was on, like HBO Max or something, and I was like, "Oh my god, we watched that like literally two days ago," and I had completely forgotten about it. So mm. I'm I'm with you, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to scroll through to remind you what you've even seen. I mean, for the podcast, you and I tend to watch a lot of media anyway just so we have something to discuss whenever we meet back here totally and it's to the point now where my brain is full and i'm forgetting details of my own like personal life oh that's Uh, fantastic yeah yeah so it's great it's really working out for me (laughs) yeah it's not detrimental at all speaking of what we're talking about spider-man today oh yeah that's right wow we really got on a tangent again but Mm -hmm. we're back to it um we swung away we're swinging back baby that's right went through a portal came out the other side man yeah. So much exciting stuff here. Okay, oh so theater stuff. You you got to see this uh, with friends? Yes, yes. I uh, yeah. My wife set out on this one, but I went oh, okay. with uh, my uh, co-host on Nudist Colony, uh, Ross Lichtai, uh, and his wife, Katie. We went to uh, to go see this in theaters, and uh, we had a, like a pretty good um, theater experience. Yeah, awesome. I rewatched this movie last night in my home uh, with my wife, and I was this is the first time she saw it, and I was like, do you have any idea what this movie's about? And she's like, um, no. Spider-Man's in it? I was like, well, yes. You got one. In a way, yes, you are correct. Um, and so there were various points throughout the movie where I would, like, pause the movie uh-huh. and be like, so do you understand what is happening here? Like, I just want to get the lay of the land. Like, do, do you get this? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of fun to see her piece things together. And yeah, then awesome. with like different actors would show up from previous movies. She would be like, but wait, I thought, <laughs> see, I thought this was like a separate set of movies, like a separate continuity. Uh huh. So how does this work? I was like, that is an interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> And I said, let's watch more and see if they answer these questions. Absolutely. And they most certainly do. Um, but yeah, the theatrical fun, experience was good. Uh, watching this with my wife was a good experience as well because. Good, good. Um, yeah, she, she, generally speaking, she's not like 
a fan of these MCU movies. She tolerates yeah. them for me, but she does like the Spider-Man movies. Um, she just likes that character. Yeah, that works. Um, yeah. He's fun. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. Um, I wanted to preface uh, this with that I did not go to the theater at all, um, you know, uh, for this movie. But um, I also wanted to say that I haven't even seen Into the Spider-Verse, the one we're doing mm-hmm. next week. Right. And that movie being a spider, like there's multiple Spider-Men mm-hmm. and, and whatever, different spider versions of, of things. Um, and not seeing that cultural phenomenon and then mm-hmm. seeing this one, I feel really out of the loop. And oh. I'm, I'm interested to see what I might say in this episode and be like, this is the first time anybody's ever seen <laughs> X happen at one time. And you'll be like, well, you know, like, I'm so curious to be like, this was I, I think it was fantastic uh, for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. it was fantastic to me because I was like, oh, I haven't seen the other version of this sort of storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also don't know, like, in my head, like, they're the exact same storyline. Like, that there's, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what causes the the event and into the Spider-Verse. But I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like all the Spider-Man coming together to, like, fight villains together. And I'm like, so yeah. this is, like, the same movie. But clearly I know it's different. And that one has, like, Miles Morales in it, right? Right. That's who the, the main, main kid is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting for me to watch that. But, um for this one, I did not go to the theater. I still didn't feel comfortable with COVID stuff and sure. like watching my niece and everything. And she hasn't gotten her vaccine yet. So we were really, really cautious. And this movie too was like a big juggernaut. So I didn't know when like a, like people kept saying like, Oh, if you go during the day, you know, it might not be that crowded. And I'm like, this is like the number one movie that's like stars and in, in leaps and bounds above, you know, every other movie out there. Like it just seemed like it was busy the whole time. So sure. I was like, I'll just wait. Um, didn't expect it would take this long to come out to video, but I think they, and it really wasn't even like crazy long, but it just felt like forever. Cause I wanted to see it so badly and you had seen it and I wanted to talk to you about it. But, mm-hmm. um, I will say my first viewing of this, uh, when it came out, got earlier in April or right at the end of March, they, yeah. they released it like briefly Digitally. early, yeah. um, for, for digital. And then when I got to see it, I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was fantastic. But it didn't. It didn't have the same kind of magic, the same kind of spark um, that I liked so much in the other two. I, I really, oh, okay. really, I'm a huge fan of Homecoming, and I'm a really big fan of Far From Home um, as well. And so there was something about it, and I was like, I kind of pinpointed it that I was like, there is something different about not going to the theater to see this first. Oh, like, okay, yeah. There, there is something magical about waiting for these movies and seeing them with a crowd that I kind of missed and it was mm-hmm. weird seeing it at home. I've, I felt this with some other of like the big, like sci-fi movies that have come out, like the tomorrow war and um, like the Adam project. I, they, those might even been like movies that I think the Adam project was like a, a Netflix thing, right? Like right. it just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel, they feel like even though the, I know that they have all the big stars and the money involved and the big special effects, it all looks like a real movie. They feel like TV movies. Like it's weird it's a it's a brain thing where I'm like I grew up if if a movie came out on TV then it was like bad, and yeah. if you saw it in theaters it was good and it was big and it was a real movie and like I'm like there is a a weird cognitive dissonance thing here where I'm like I can't really square that in my brain and it almost took away from it a little bit so mm-hmm. uh, that was really interesting for me I I'm happy to say that upon rewatch it feels like the rest of them to me I do oh feel that God. magic. Yes. And it's definitely there. And I've watched it three times in the last week. Oh, my God. So I'm totally there now. But oh it really did kind of suck that I didn't get that experience. So I'm I'm hoping to be able to go out and see the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh, um, my gosh. David, it's just around the corner. 
It's like right here, and I don't want to have to wait fucking months oh again. God. So strap I'm on, strap on, KP. <laughs> it's gonna be a ride. Holy and shit. I'm really excited to talk about that one soon. So yeah, I just wanted to yeah throw that all out there. But it's like I'm glad it's come back to me. But it was hard in the beginning. Uh, real quick on Doctor Strange, have you seen the like outside of this film? Have you seen the the trailer? for it like the newest trailer i don't think i've seen the i've waited i because it's like i knew i'll I like it i haven't seen one in a while okay i won't say anything about it then you, does it reveal you, some more you, stuff uh-huh uh <laughs> you you rev, uh you go in doing whatever you want uh, as as uh revealed as you want to whenever you go see this movie because right there's some stuff that happens where i was like Oh my god! I oh, am yeah? thrilled to watch this movie, and oh, yeah, that's a really fun, exciting. Then I would say that you and I are not um, uh, inherent fans of the work of Sam Raimi. Yeah, uh, we've missed that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like for whatever reason, we're we're mm-hmm. just not like he's not a, a must see uh, type of director for yeah. me. Um, however, uh, seeing like some like recent stuff from this upcoming Dr. Strange movie. It looks fucking incredible. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more about it. So right on. Go, going back to no way home though, mm-hmm. uh, because you didn't see it until very recently. Yeah. How much of this movie got spoiled for you? That's a good question. Um, not a ton. So okay. the, this is also one that I watched a lot of the marketing for, but it had been like, I hadn't watched it for months, you know, since the theater, it came sure. out in theaters basically. Like that was when they all kind of stopped being new um but i did watch all of my things so i knew all the the villains that were pretty much anything Mm. that they showed like i knew that but you know they were really keeping the that there were multiple spider-men on this movie they were really keeping that um close for some reason i don't know if that was a good decision or bad i don't i'm curious for you in a second for you to tell Mm. me like how that was seeing it did you Mm. watch it opening weekend as well yes Mm -hmm. okay so you really didn't like have anything spoiled i imagine for yours right Uh, there were there were uh, a yeah, I, I guess not outside of, like, the, the trailers or whatever. It was, like, yeah. heavily implied that yeah. there was going to be, uh, like, if you're a big nerd, you can kind of suss out, like, oh, there's probably going to be a couple of extra Spider-Men in this. Yeah, but uh, they kept that really close, and it's, like, it seemed like everybody mm-hmm. knew that was going to happen. Yeah, but, but they could have just said it, but was it more fun that way to watch it and not know, I guess? Oh, 100%. Because yeah, that was I, definitely spoiled for me. It would it would be like if you saw the, the in-game trailer, you saw Captain America pick up Thor's hammer, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I want that experience in gotcha. the movie. Even though you might, you know, that might happen. Yeah. Because I didn't know what the idea. Yeah. What context. I didn't realize that. That's true. You know, as, as I'm going through and watching this movie, uh, I'm just like absorbing it all. And I'm so wildly invested in this version of Peter Parker yep. that even though I, I know that there's going to be a climactic battle and there's likely going to be the, the other two Spider-Men showing up, I'm just so invested in the moment to moment of the movie mm-hmm. that by the time it gets there and they introduce the other two Spider-Men like about an hour before the end of the movie and they're yeah. in it for quite some time, you mm-hmm. know, about half, uh, not quite half, but like, longer than i anticipated yeah. i thought maybe it was just gonna be like cameos or something like that but they're they're in the movie and they have they interact that, for a long time yeah, yeah yeah and oh my god it was so much fun yeah to see their their banter and bouncing off each other and um yeah it was cool we'll, we'll kind of mm-hmm. get there there yeah. in a little bit but um yeah so that one was for sure spoiled for me like as the movie was out or even getting close like people kept asking andrew garfield in interviews if he was going to be in it and he was really like winky towards the camera sort of thing about like no no i'm not i'm not Mm -hmm. in it i'm not in it you know and so it seemed like 
he was probably going to be in it. You could, like you said, you could kind of guess that they would be. Why were there villains? And you know the story is like Doctor Strange opened up the multiverse and the villains came through. Why would the Spider-Man not come through and, you know, mm-hmm. as well? So uh, either story-wise or at least fan, you know, fan service-wise, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you that think, was, yeah. Do you think Topher Grace sat by his phone and just like waited, <laughs> waited for a phone call? He's like, come on. Yeah. Come on with that Spider-Man money. Uh-huh. Man. Um, yeah, baby. Um, but so that was spoiled for me. Like I for sure knew they were out by the time I watched the movie, they had like switched over their marketing so that the, the three Spider-Man like swinging together in the air was like part of the TV spot. You They're know? in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like revealed, but that was fine because that was like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that though, I think I did, I was able to stay away from like any kind of major spoilers. I certainly didn't know about any like deaths or how they interacted or that that it wasn't any more than a cameo spider-man like i still mm-hmm. didn't know what i was going to get with that so like for the most part it really i was able to stay away from most of it mm-hmm. people online were cool about not spoiling like, a lot of the shit so um it worked out i think that way i just wish i would have been able to see it sooner so that it would have had more of an impact on me you know sure but i mean you can only do what you can do in a pandemic right yeah right so, you know doing their thing it is and, what it uh, is yeah uh, and i i want the audience to know that i it's not like Stephen and I like we talk off air, of course, but like I literally have said nothing about this movie oh, to yeah. you, like until today, right? You've been holding it in for sure. I've been holding it in. That's right. Yeah. I'm I'm backed up on Spider-Man talk, and yeah. I'm I'm ready to explode. <laughs> Let those webs fly. Truly, absolutely. <laughs> like when uh they ask uh Toby Maguire uh his Spider-Man of like. So webs come out of anywhere else? I'm like, yeah, that would be the natural question you would ask. And it's fantastic that they ask that. Um, yeah. I like the, yeah, their banter together as the different Peters uh, was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much uh, aspects of that that I'm curious of, of either old cartoons or car- comics that might have gone in this co- sort of storyline that you might know of. Uh, mm-hmm. But to me, and again, like I didn't even see Into the Spider-Verse. I don't know what it's like to see Spider-Man banter together or mm-hmm. play off of each other's like skills in a fight or whatever and so like i might just be missing out on something that's already out there and i know uh let's talk about that real quick uh for yeah. next week we're getting into that you had always told me that that was uh, your like favorite version of spider-man right into the spider-verse um it, it was kind of like up there Our favorite movie? um you're like maybe no, i didn't it, it could have been it could have been <laughs> because I, I go back and forth because i do okay. love that movie i i think it's a, a spectacular uh spider-man film um, but it's, I do love Tom Holland as Spider-Man as well. Gotcha. Like, me too, he, I think yeah. he's incredible in that role. Um, I, I thought Andrew Garfield was a great Peter Parker. Um, it's just like the mm-hmm. movie that happens around he and Emma Stone is just fucking terrible. And we and can, we can suck. discuss that later. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, like, uh, I would say maybe like Spider-Man Homecoming and, uh, Into the Spider-Verse are like tied for me okay for being like some of the best ones until i saw this movie and now i'm like well maybe this and into the spider verse are like tied right on okay cool. i don't know there's just like so much to like i don't know i'm an i'm an adult i don't have to like pick like They're one different. thing you know yeah. like I can, I can just love them all <laughs> but um good call but man. yeah man like uh i'm i'm so excited for you to see into the spider verse because yeah. it's, it's gonna be so wild because you're gonna be like oh uh, they do a lot of heavy lifting in that movie. Like people understand who Spider-Man is, but I feel like No Way Home. At least people have followed this version of Peter Parker for like six movies up to this point, yeah. including the various Avengers and uh, Captain America movies. So by the time we introduce 
the multiverse aspect of things, people are like, well, I still have this through line of this main character to his eyes to see everything through. Yeah. Whereas Spider-Verse, totally different. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Everything is different. Don't even worry about it. But it fucking works. But it works. Yeah. And that's what's Mm -hmm. so interesting to me. And the fact that Sony was behind that. Yeah. And put that out and that's so beloved by people. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm certainly excited for that. I was curious, yeah, kind of where it ranked in this one. But like you said, you don't need to choose. You get to, that, mm-hmm. That's what's amazing is you get all those versions of Spider-Man right now. 100%. Yeah. What a great time to be alive. You know? Of course. It's fantastic. It's um, peak life for yeah. me. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to say, uh, to start off with my first note, which mm-hmm. was uh, first off, comma, and then it's blank because my mind was fucking blown. <laughs> and I just did not write anything <laughs> after that. I have no idea what I was trying to write, Brent. Well, I've got plenty of notes I just here. stopped. I mean, I have notes after that, but I first yeah. one, I was like, no, I'm just no. into it. My next note yeah. is Happy's apartment. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> you I just put stuff I saw. You know? yeah. yeah, that's what I did, too. I, I just wrote down different things like, oh, this, like I wrote down J. Jonah Jameson at a certain yes. point, just like, so Great we way to just start. talk about things uh, yeah. roughly. But I do like that this movie picks up directly after the previous movie. I did not uh, expect that. Yeah. Far From Home took off. Whereas... Uh, With the other Spider-Man movies, they pick up after events in other franchises, essentially, in the MCU. This one is a a direct, uh, just directly picks up off of uh, the previous Spider-Man adventure after Mysterio reveals Peter Parker's identity. And my God, what a cliffhanger we had to sit with for, what, three years or something like that? Um, So I do love that, and I do love that they pick up with that revealed identity and we get to see the the issue where a, a young like superhero has issues mm-hmm. maintaining his identity and how that backfires on him um because it's fascinating not, yeah yeah not everyone is steve rogers or tony stark and just can afford to have their identity blown it's going to cause repercussions for for yeah. peter and it uh, it really does especially like when his identity being revealed as Spider-Man causes issues for his his girlfriend and his friend totally. to not get into their dream college or whatever, you know. And his best friend Flash, who still gets in. Uh-huh. That's Flash nice. Point. Yep. Yeah, but super best friend. Um, oh my god, when he walks into the <laughs> the little like diner thing and he's yeah. like, "No sleep till done up." And he's Boston. Busted. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, you guys didn't get in? I got to go to this mixer right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> what a douche. Uh-huh. Uh, I love uh the through lines of this movie of these movies though being um the like john hughes high school experience is like what i've always heard the director was going for and um that i think they really nail it through all of them but especially this one like that they're all just like wanting to go to mit together this one like they're like let's live together let's like enjoy the college life and then Mm -hmm. this like blows everything up in front of them and it's all peter's fault and Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting because um this this version of peter because we had the other spider-man movies so close to this and their villains and stuff like there were certain things we knew that they like like even like uh andrew garfield's spider-man it's like not gonna fight the green goblin because toby wires just did that and then mm-hmm. it's like well you want the green goblin that's a cool character you want to see it like redone or maybe does he fight the green goblin uh he he fights the booger goblin the booger in, goblin uh, uh, yeah but it's not norman right it's uh his son harry a different version okay yeah, yeah. so there is like they can still try i guess but it, overall it's like they're trying new new villains new characters and because of those other movies coming out and being so close, like, you couldn't do certain things. And they did things different with the, the Homecoming and this series, the Home series, on mm-hmm. being like that it's like a younger Aunt May and she's all by herself and she doesn't die in the first movie. But now mm-hmm. in this movie, like, we can come across that stuff, right? Like, they're able to kind of flip the script in a good way while bringing in the, the other Spider-Man and the stuff we know. 
And um, it's so interesting to see how they play off of each other. And then, like, bringing in certain characters that totally work, like J. J. Jonah Jameson, Mm -hmm. bringing in the same actor. And it's like, just fucking go with it. And it totally works. And I love how they're able to bring all these together. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Aunt May uh, and... She broke up with Happy, and Ugh. it was just like a fling, so she was out there flanging the tang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, was, she, <laughs> was, she was like, I'm sorry I have to break up with you. And then she was like, had a smile on her face as she was like shutting the door on him or whatever. Yeah, right. You know? That was fun. She's like, I got uh, a date later on. Yeah, she's that, got she's yeah. got an OnlyFans for sure. <laughs> that ups- I, Okay, wait a second. Uh-huh. There's a Tomei, huh? OnlyFans. Uh-huh. I would get into that. Um, Tomei, can you see? <laughs> it's yes, just you can on though. OnlyFans. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's her theme song. It's the uh-huh. that's a weird OnlyFans theme song, but it's a new trend on OnlyFans. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun with them. it. Yeah, um, yeah, that upset me though. I really liked her being with Happy. I liked Happy being happy, and that he had a love interest. And then I, I felt I was wondering about what you thought about that with him them breaking up. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it felt kind of like they it was only done because they needed a way to kind of bridge the gap between her dying, and it would have been it. It's almost like it would. It's already like a big enough thing that they were breaking up, and Happy still feels for her. So when he sees her, it's upsetting that he can like protect Peter and tell him to run. But um, if they had been like about to get engaged or whatever, then it would have been like you would have had to focus on Happy. So I feel like they kind of just like we're like thematically, let's just take that out, take that out of the equation a little bit, and it kind of made me upset. I, I liked them together. Could have been, yeah. I, I think that is a, a decent solve for that issue. That way, yeah. whenever she does pass, it is more of a focus directly on Peter. And I, I do think that that's important, you know? Uh-huh. Um, whereas, yeah, if it were uh, Happy and, and May continue to be together, it would have caused um, the spotlight to be taken off of Peter's pain a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I did like them together just like, but almost like a like as a fun kind of joke for the fans or whatever. Didn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also like that John Favreau is still playing Happy Hogan. And that's so in this funny. Movie. He directed yeah. <laughs> Iron Man one, he and then off. he was in this movie. And this movie has connections to some of the earliest Marvel movies. Not part of the MCU, but you know, with uh, mm. Tobey oh, Maguire yeah. Spider Man. So it's it is kind of surreal in that way to where like the guy who started the MCU is going back to the early yeah the earliest version of on-screen Spider-Man that we've got. And then bringing cool. in like we talked about Sam Raimi earlier too, like mm-hmm. the fact that he did the original Spider-Man movies and then now he's back directing not only directing Doctor Strange mm-hmm. but now that we know like while we we knew he was directing Doctor Strange and that's been like production for like a year or more sure. Spider-Man now has come out, we know that Doctor Strange is involved in that and there's multiple Spider-Mans bringing back Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man like it's what a cool like full circle event that is too to have him come into the MCU now with the post Spider-Man post Sam Raimi Spider-Man in the Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange universe you know yeah it's kind of cool too so just the whole lay of the land in superhero movies is totally different now yeah it's wild right so many like interconnected uh characters and all these different yeah multiverses that you can choose from I think that's uh, so fascinating and man I'm so pumped for this Doctor Strange movie this sounds like it's gonna be so much fun it sounds awesome and it also feels like with all of the multiverse stuff they're leading into again that they could bring in eventually some sort of Fantastic Four which I know you're a huge fan mm-hmm. of and oh, I'm still yeah. waiting to see like a good version of them on screen mm-hmm. you know to like get excited about them so oh you didn't see the Josh Trank movie okay <laughs> um, 
I still gotta watch it. You still, still gotta, gotta watch it. It's gonna play yeah. heavily. Uh, but yeah, it's like eventually that might come to pass, and that'd be kind of nice too. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I just like how they're they're kind of opening everything up. And um, to that point, one of my biggest notes about this movie, the first time I saw it, especially, but then every time since then, is um, I, I'm not I, historically a big comic book reader. You're the one that has gotten me into that. I've said that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, you and I were reading the. Uh, remind me again how to how to say it. I guess the we were reading like the the month to month version of the Avengers, right? Right. Like uh, the main the story single line. issues as the the series okay, yeah. progressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I've never been into that so much because these characters, like I felt like their backstories are so complex. They've ch- rebooted things and changed things over time. Like it was hard for me to figure out how to jump in. I, I would like a a one off story for someone maybe, mm-hmm. but not like the full thing. And that was the first time that I really read those books in a row, and it was just cool to jump in somewhere. And then be like, yeah, this is the team right now, and they're going to go on these adventures, and here's how things changed, and here's love interests, and whatever. And it was really fun to do that. And then in the MCU, I've mentioned recently, like, we've watched all these movies. I loved all the phases up through the Thanos, you know, arc and everything, uh, with the Infinity Gauntlet arc and all that stuff. But um, after that, like, even though the shows have been really good, they haven't struck me as much as, like, something I really, like, care about as much. This Mm. one, though, is kind of the bridge for that. It feels like the most comic book movie of the MCU to me in oh, the best okay. way mm-hmm. because it feels like like I told Amanda I was like there's a multiverse now they they open up reality to multiple villains from all kinds of different like thousands of universes they do something in this movie that would like crush the entire Thanos arc like it <laughs> yeah. it took so much to get to beat one guy it's like mm-hmm. 22 movies worth of all these different phases and all these different characters to do this one thing and now it's like, well, we've already done that, and we've, we've people accept that, and now we can do something even crazier and bigger. Yeah. And even in one Spider-Man movie, they can do all this fucking crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to see them just be able to just do whatever they wanted, like comic books do, and just be like, we're just moving along with the story, and this is where Spider-Man is now, and it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is there, and now there's multiple Spider-Mans there, and like, it was just so fun to see them embrace that and just be like, people will go with it. Just You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want now. Yeah, There's, you don't have to have a lot of backstory. We got it. Just go, and it totally works. It's super yeah. fun that way. And then it it also plays with your nostalgia. You know, you've got Tobey Maguire, the the OG movie Spider Man for in sure. There. Um, and then I've got a coworker who her version of Spider Man in the movies, like the the first version she saw, was Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and that was her Spider Man. You know, totally. So uh, even with bringing all of that nostalgia in i do think that the the story itself stands on its own yeah and there's so much to love about this movie for me like regardless of like the the cameos or you know the the guest stars or whatever Mm -hmm. that would be in it 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 seems like to me this seems like the most personal tom holland peter parker story good call for for various reasons and as much as i i love homecoming and uh far from home I do feel like this one, this movie finally gives me what I want out of a, a modern like MCU Spider-Man movie yeah. and that he's in New York finally and he's just there the whole time. Mm. Like he goes to Washington, D.C. in Homecoming and then he's in Europe for yeah, good most call. of yeah. Far From Home. So this is like finally a New York focused Spider-Man story. And I understand why they wanted to change it up for the, the other two movies because uh, the... Uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies and the Mark Webb Spider-Man movies, that's all New York based. Yeah. So they're like, oh, let's change it up. And then they like sent Peter to like outer space. They sent him to wherever the fuck to fight other superheroes and 
Civil War. They yeah, right. sent him to, you know, all over the place. But Which is cool, yeah, but bringing yeah. it back is kind of neat, too. That's, yeah. that's a good point. So he, it is actually his homecoming. He's, <laughs> he's here in New York, you know. And They um, named them wrong, man. I'm telling they you. They named them wrong. It's just like the Planet of the Apes series, man. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, they're just like taking in a, yeah. a couple of words and like, this is, I guess, I don't know, shrugging their shoulders. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I thought this movie was going to end differently. I know we're kind of all over the place here, but. I like it, though. Let, let's just roll with it. Yeah. It's a multiverse of conversations, there right? You, oh, perfect. So, No Way Home, I'm like, and I know they were bringing in the multiverse, so I thought this movie was going to end with Peter Parker getting excised from the MCU and going over to like the Sony like oh, universe. I thought that might happen too. Yeah, and I was okay. like kind of hesitant about it, uh, especially going into the theater. The, almost the entire time I was watching it, I was like, this is me just like saying goodbye to my friend. Um, <laughs> he's not going to be in good movies anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, Kevin Feige's not going to have a hand in this. It's just going to be bad. It's just going to be bad from now on. And they could have easily done that. And it seems like the No Way Home, yeah. that's what they were, that seems like what they were hinting at. is like, yeah. our Spider-Man won't be able to come home to this universe anymore. And that right. would have been much more heartbreaking, uh, just from a fan point of view. Yeah. <laughs> just to be like, oh, man. I oh, know, we got to say goodbye. I got to see Sony Sinister Six, damn it. Oh, damn. You know, no. like, yeah. Opt out. Yeah. yeah. Do not want to be a part. Um but yes, yeah. So I thought that's what was going to happen, and then I was pleasantly surprised that that's not the direction they went. Like he's, totally, he's yeah. still in the MCU, and uh, man, I I really hope that they are able to make additional movies. I know it's kind of like up in the air to the to the public. I don't know what's going on in the behind the scenes machinations of 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 uh, filmmaking or whatever. But yeah. man, I really hope that we get to see Peter again, at least for like I don't know. One more trilogy. Well, just, one, yeah, just one more trilogy. Yeah. Just one more trilogy, Tom. <laughs> please, please. That's a good point, though, because when I, I watched this with my wife um, when it came out like a few weeks ago, and then mm-hmm. last night we watched it again for the podcast, and I asked her if we could play it again. She's like, of course. Like She liked it a lot mm-hmm. as well. And I started playing it, and immediately she was like, oh, man. And I was like, what? And she was like, I just remember how it ends. It's a bummer. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, it is a bummer. And like when we got there, she was like, well, do you think they're going to remember him? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think this is so interesting. Like they're going to play with the idea of like, you know, like she Amanda had looked up that MJ is wearing um, the like crushed Black Dahlia necklace that he'd given her. She's still wearing it oh, at the yeah. diner scene at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So people online were like, she still remembers something, you know, like there's those hints at it. And I was like, oh, totally. Like because there I was like, oh, wait, no, they have not announced a part four. Uh-huh. That I do not know. Then uh, uh-huh. that I was like, just imagine, yes, that they mm. remember him and it's good, and we'll see if that ever comes to fruition. You know, yeah. So, Let's keep our fingers crossed. You know, I do hope that we get more sequels though, because I would love that. Um, my since we're jumping around too, mm-hmm. I will say that uh, my at the end of this rewatch, uh, my idea had been that Ned was so worried about becoming the evil best friend uh-huh. and then he gains the powers in this movie and he's like he tells he promises peter he'll never turn on and kill him and then now ned doesn't remember him and i was like i would not like it i love ned being the guy in the chair i love him being friends with peter i want to see them like become friends again in a new trilogy mm-hmm. or something and mj and all that stuff but it would be kind of fascinating to me if ned sans peter if he never had peter's influence on him if he turned evil yeah. and does not remember his promise to peter because he doesn't remember peter at all and mm-hmm. I'm like, that would be a really fun arc, I think, in the future well, where he would be like a villain, you know? Well, Steven, in the comics, Ned <gasps> Leeds is the what? villain, Hobgoblin. So what? 
most of the fandom has been like anticipating. Oh, I did not know like this. any type of like sinister turn or whatever. Oh but my I goodness! I really like him as as Peter's best friend as well. He's like so they, good at that role. I I feel like if they turn him toward the dark side, it would take you would have to do so much heavy lifting to yeah. like convince me that he would be evil. Yeah, like that's he true. Just seems like a, a genuine, friendly, like nice. You know what? I've said it before. I'll say it again. He just seems like a good dude. You know, <laughs> he's the Superman of the MCU. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and I love that he gets the powers in this. That he knows how to do the or like he stumbles upon using the ring. Yeah, um, the sling ring is that what it's called? The uh-huh. bling ring. The bling ring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He saw that movie and he was like, "I bet I can do this. I bet I can do that. I can I steal some shit." <laughs> I'll make a portal. <laughs> I can break it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know Tom Holland. He's got lots of famous friends. I can break into all those houses. It's totally cool. It's fine. Totally cool. Um, I love that he gets something to do in this, though. That was really fun to see him. And yeah. like when Doctor Strange is like impressed by him being able to do it and stuff. I was like, hell yeah, man, go dead. But I want, it, I want him to be good. Yeah. So He had mentioned something. It was just like a, a throwaway line, I thought, where he was like, yeah, my, uh, my family thinks we can oh, have magic yeah. or something like that. And then like we see his his uh, his grandmother, I think, uh-huh. calls his Lola. Yeah. Um, and that's Lola. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I like that whole aspect. It, it certainly gives him something to do. I, I love the the trinity of Peter, MJ and Ned in yeah. this movie. They, they feel like a cohesive team. They feel like they have each other's backs the entire time. Totally. And uh, yeah, once once Peter has to say his goodbyes to them, it you feel it like there's a lot of heart there. Oh, my gosh. You know, like you said, like a more personal Peter story. Mm-hmm. And this one, Tom Holland does his best acting of the series for sure in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's just dramatic. And that's like, for whatever reason, that looks better than the comedy or whatever. But he's good at all of it. He's good at the action. He's good at the mm-hmm. comedy. Um, some of those behind the scenes things I watched a little bit, too. Like, he's doing those fucking flips on like yeah. real real cars on a blue screen stage. But like some of it's like real and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the moments like w- with Aunt May, especially, and then saying goodbye to MJ and, and Ned, like, it's so heart wrenching and I believe it almost because like, you know, like I, I try not to care or follow much about actual celebrities lives, but knowing that mm-hmm. he is like with Zendaya and they, they've been friends for a long time and like that he's actually friends with Ned and these other guys. Yeah. There's something about that. that it's like, this is real. Like he can really tap into some real emotion about these people that he cares about. And if he didn't mm-hmm. see him again, which they don't know like where they'll fall again, you know, after this yeah. movie. So Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, he, he really fucking knocks it out of the park and some of his arc that they're allowing him to do in this movie and then connecting it to the other Spider-Man when they, they have to sit him down and like, he's so mad about it and they have to sit him down and be like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Like that part is so like, it gives you like a shiver when you watch yeah. it and they're all like uncle Ben said that mm-hmm. and they're all connecting it together. It was so, so powerful. And, um, I don't even like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. I've only seen the first one. I didn't care for it. I'd never cared to see the second one. Uh-huh. And this movie makes me want to watch all of them again. This is the right? dangerous territory yes, we need to discuss on this podcast. <laughs> so after this movie came out and it was so wildly well-received, people have been clamoring for a Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4 and an Andrew Garfield led oh, yeah. uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3. To which I say, hold on, everyone. Let's <laughs> Don't get back the fuck up. The reason you like them <laughs> is because this movie portrays those characters so well. Yeah, and that's because that's it's under the hand and guidance of Kevin Feige and uh, John Watts, the director. Like, they're, they're infusing character and coherence 
and right. sanity yeah. <laughs> into these movies. And I understand that people like the Sam Raimi movies understood. Yeah. Um, outside of Spider-Man 3, people seem to universally hate that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, though I do like Sandman in it. Uh, that said, the Mark Webb movies, people, yeah, generally just not, not fans yeah. of. I do think, for me, and especially... In, in No Way Home, Andrew Garfield stole the show from me. I loved him every time he was mm. on screen. Yeah, uh, he was great. The, the part where he's just, he just like violently shakes his head. He's like, Peter 3, you know, <laughs> it, it cracks me up. <laughs> cracks me up every time, you know. That was he's good impression it. too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he's a good I, actor. I, do, I like Andrew Garfield a lot. He's a great lot. actor. There's yeah. a, a movie called 99 Homes, but a bitch ain't one. You told me about it, yeah. Uh, that yeah. he stars in with uh, uh, General Zod. Uh, what's his uh-huh. name? Uh, 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 Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Uh, that is fucking incredible. And a fantastic story. Incredible actors. People yeah. should rush out to to watch that movie. It's it came out in like 2014 or whatever. So yeah, it be streaming I, I've never somewhere. seen it, but I remember you always talking about it. I need to need to check that out. Oh my god, it's so uncomfortable, but so fucking yeah. good. It truly is. <laughs> but he's great. Yeah, like he's great in yeah. everything. So I do want to see Andrew Garfield come back, but I don't want to see his, uh, an Amazing Spider-Man 3 if it's going to mm-hmm. be like the quality of the, the first two Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. However, you know, we have a multiverse now. Who's to say Andrew Garfield? Like, he insinuates that he wants to have other adventures. Like, he's just like, uh-huh. he fought a dinosaur man, and then, like, <laughs> an electric guy. But he hasn't been to, like, outer space. He hasn't fought aliens, anything like, like that. He's like, oh, man. So I would love it. If he were to show up in like season two of Loki and he's just like oh, an man. interdimensional like Spider-Man that like helps Tom Hiddleston or whatever, you That'd know, be pretty badass away from our Spider-Man. Yeah. Just crossing over, helping other people. That's kind of interesting, man. We, we get the best of all worlds, you know? Yeah, we have I like that. Tom Holland in, in the MCU is still doing his thing. His new costume. Oh, my yep. God, that new costume. Holy shit. <laughs> Swing. Um, and then we have Andrew Garfield out there in the, the multiverse and then. I don't. I haven't heard anything official about Tobey Maguire Spider Man, but mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up. And I, from what I understand, Sam Raimi is to direct a MCU movie. Oh yeah, and I, we'll also see. from what I understand, they've worked together before. Oh, so maybe I don't have. I don't know this for a fact, yeah. but if I were to hedge my bets, it would be on Sonic the Hedgehog two. Absolutely, out in That's theaters the way. right now. Go get your tickets. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Super excited to see that one too. Damn. Same, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I I agree that I don't need to see any more. I mean, like Spider Man Three alone is enough to tell anybody not to have any more Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. <laughs> um, and if it was brought under the you know Kevin Feige's tutelage and stuff, maybe they could do something with that. But I also mm-hmm. feel like this was way more than like I would expect that maybe if this was like a cameo situation and people were clamoring for more of those versions of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. But we got to see a lot of them. I feel like they were trying to be like, well, you're, this is like your one shot. Like, and the fact that we got this together, like we were saying, like that Sony and Marvel and Disney and all that stuff, like got together and worked on this at all is a miracle. And to yeah. expect anything more is kind of like foolish, but we just hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, you had mentioned like you thought our version of Spider-Man or Tom Holland Spider-Man would, you know, be lost to one of those other universes or whatever, um, especially with Sony's plans for, you know, various Spider-Man stuff. But um I, I know, again, we're jumping around, but I kind of like it. Uh, this is mm-hmm. the first MCU movie that I actively hated the credit sequences. Um, oh, okay. Because I have, I do not want anything to do with uh, Ed Hardy's... Yeah, I said it. Ed Hardy's uh, uh, Venom. 
you know, Tom oh, Hardy. Oh, those, those like post-credit sequences? Post, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I thought uh, you meant like the like animated, like... Oh, no, those are always awesome, cast. sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, those are always awesome in these movies. But the, huh. the post-credit sequences, like the mid and the, and the post, I was so oh, mad perfect. about because... Oh, let's let's get into it. Let's, let's go with that mid-credit scene with uh, <sighs> Tom Hardy. And so I... I don't want anything to do with that, with the Venom stuff. It just looks so stupid to me. Seeing so, him at the bar talking to himself yeah. like that, I, I was like, is this supposed to be funny? I I literally do not understand. So for new listeners, Steven has not seen either of the Venom movies. I've seen both of them. I do not like them. I think there they're bad. Go. I can stay um, away. At the, the end of uh, the, the second Venom movie, there's a, uh, a reality shift where uh, uh, Eddie Brock, played by Tom Hardy, he gets... Uh, sent over into the Marvel Cinematic Oh, that happens in his movie. In his movie, yeah. So we're like, okay, so what happened? And I knew answer would likely come from this movie since it was like multiversal based. Okay. And I was like, oh, fuck, is Venom going to like show up in this movie? Because again, uh, I know people like Tom Hardy as an actor, but like He's not good in those those movies. Like, I do it, not it understand wild. it. So I am curious, or I was curious to uh, to get your thoughts on like him as Eddie Brock uh, in in this movie, even though it's just like a small segment mm-hmm. in a, in a, a mid credit scene. Um, I, I take it he didn't do anything to win you over to Team Venom. I would certainly say no. And mm-hmm. uh, what I am glad about though is uh, Danny Rojas was in that scene. He was, yeah. I had to rewind that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I like that guy." That uh-huh. that made the scene for me. Yeah, um, and from then the Ted fact, Lasso. yeah, from Ted Lasso, um, yeah. the fact that instead of our Spider-Man being sucked into another universe and that leading into like a Sony thing, not only did we not get that, which was great, I also was upset that Venom was brought into our universe, mm-hmm. the MCU universe, but then he just leaves a little bit behind, and I'm like, he, "Oh, he, get, he goes back to where he came from." Yeah, and then now it's like, oh, well, he left a little bit of the, the symbiote mm-hmm. here, so Danny Rojas can be it. And I love Danny Rojas, so uh-huh. I don't think they're really setting that up for him necessarily, but I would like, I'm totally down with the, with that version. That's much better than uh, Tom Hardy yeah. uh, in this role. And um, so I'm like, oh, they, they are leading towards maybe a new Venom or something. I, this is what I gathered from that. Uh, is that what you got? Am I reading that right? I guess in, in my head, there's... Uh, that that part of that leftover costume that's on the bar there mm-hmm. is is going to try to find its way to Tom Holland in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So I would love it if there is a Spider-Man four for the MCU. Tom Holland has like a full adventure, you know, like whatever happens happens in that story. But maybe in the like mid-credit sequence, the the that little chunk of costume has made its way to New York or wherever, oh, yeah. and uh, finally gloms on to to Peter. And then, like, the fifth movie oh. would be Peter in the, the black costume. Like a classic-looking okay. black costume. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one that we got in Spider-Man 3, but that's the only cool part about it? Was that <laughs> I, <did. it> black? <laughs> I actually don't really, like, care for that costume. Oh, I, really? I, want the, I want the one that's, like, uh, has the, the big white eyes, the big, oh, like, yeah. white spider gotcha, on the chest. Gotcha. You know, like, the one that's in the, the comics is just so, like, perfect. It's, it's so simple and so perfect. Right on. That'd be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at least like it seems like they're not necessarily going straight down the, the Tom Hardy route mm-hmm. that it could be, you know, it could glom onto onto Peter. It could in I, the way in my head like that, that could certainly be the case, like in Spider-Man three, like it just finds him and takes him over and stuff or mm-hmm. that they could have a new they could bring Topher Grace back, you know, either way, just mm-hmm. just not connecting it to this larger 
Sony thing, which I just don't think is that great. And I hope that they mm-hmm. they retool a little bit. And it did seem like all the way through this trilogy, at least we got out of that unscathed, you know, like yeah. without too much crossover. But then the fact that it was even in the uh, like the post credits or mid credit scene, I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I was like, the post credit scene better blow this one away. And then it was just the goddamn next trailer for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I was like, God, mm. both of these suck. Uh-huh. This is the know. first time I didn't care for either of them. I, nope. I, I get so mad when they just put a trailer on there now. That is a bummer. Yeah. Ugh. It's like at the end of uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, it was just a trailer yes. for the Avengers. For the Avengers, yeah. Yeah. That worked then uh, when there was only like three movies out. Yeah, but now. but now it's like, <laughs> why even bother? But yeah. I feel like that was maybe like a, an MCU thing where it's like, okay, we've we've had this incredible Sony Spider-Man movie. Right now, time to redirect people back to fair enough know, Disney's MCU proper. So I, I wonder if that was just like a one of the the conditions of having all of this work out for this third MCU yeah. Spider-Man movie that wasn't supposed to happen. Remember, it was yeah. it was uh, man, what were, a crazy world. I forgot about that <laughs> after. Far from home, Sony said, "Okay, now he's just uh, Sony's from now on. We're not going to partner with Disney going forward." And then all of us fans, we made a big stink about it, and we'll, we're like, "Okay, just give us this one thing, and we'll never bitch about anything again." <laughs> and then the Sonic the Hedgehog original design was like, "Hold my beer." We can be pissed off about multiple things. It's fine, of course. But but luckily, we're fans. They, yeah, they made this compromise, and uh, we got this incredible movie out of it. So, yeah, I was enjoying the the entire movie in theaters, you know, the first time I saw it. And, like, I, I really do feel like they stuck the landing with the the, the end of this movie. Uh-huh. And then we got to the stylized credits, you know, and then we got to that Venom scene. I thought, oh, no, this is where it falls off the rails. But then, yeah, they, they put Venom back where he came from. Oh, I loved it. Left that little bit of the, the symbiote costume. And, yep. uh yeah. Uh, and, and despite that last little bit that was like a trailer for Doctor Strange, I was like, oh, OK, this is it's just one of these things. It's in the grand scheme of things. It was not no not that big of a deal. But you have to keep bitching about it, Brent. <laughs> it is a big deal. Um, no, yeah, it's not. And the rest of the movie is just I'm just glad that we were, you know, mm-hmm. all right. We came through it without being Sony'd. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Goal. So, uh, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Speaking of, of crossovers, one thing that was spoiled for my friend Ross mm. uh, was the cameo appearance by Charlie Cox as Daredevil in this movie. Which oh, gotcha. OK. I mm-hmm. had no idea about like when oh, he nice. showed up on screen and it was just like you see his little like uh, his like walking stick thing. Uh huh. I was like, oh, my God. I felt my body like tense <laughs> up because this is like the first confirmation. Right. That Charlie Cox is like Daredevil is part of the. MCU, yeah, and it's still kind of like up in the air, or, or maybe they like recently added it to official canon. Could have been just like I've an wondered. alternate reality version of of yeah. Charlie Cox's uh, Daredevil in this movie, but um, just the fact that he got to reprise that role yeah. at all was fucking incredible. And that's like all I wanted, you know. Like anytime someone needs a lawyer, it should either be Daredevil or She Hulk, both and- lawyer characters in. In the MCU or in yeah. Marvel Comics, you know, so it's all right there. And we'll soon yeah. have She-Hulk, so we'll yeah. have more lawyers going around so they can oh pop up God. on other things. I love that. I just want to see them, like, argue at each other, you know? That's all <laughs> I want. That's all I want. Yeah, it'd be cool. I, I did like that because they, they just brought all those Netflix shows, the Netflix Marvel shows, over to the to Disney+. Plus, and it seemed like there were rumors about that stuff. That was one thing I did kind of get spoiled for me as well. Um, was that Daredevil was in this. And I think oh, I even, okay. I thought I brought that up to you months ago, maybe off air or something like that, that I was like, oh, I heard 
maybe something and you really played it like close to the chest like you didn't reveal anything but it wasn't daredevil in this either though that's what i had heard mm-hmm. it was matt murdoch right it was the lawyer yes, yeah. version of him right mm-hmm. i thought he was going to be one of i thought he was going to show up to help the spider-man at the end mm-hmm. that he was going to be like flying around with him which would have been really cool to see but i think we had enough with the it, like 17 villains and the three spider-man you know it's it's it could have been that he was just like on the ferry on the way there like he was like right changing into his costume and he was just like on the ferry you know just like holding the railing just be like yeah, can we go faster yeah. you know <laughs> i gotta get over there to oh, the yeah. statue of liberty mm-hmm. um can we talk about the statue of liberty having uh, captain america shield being put yeah. on it 100 percent yeah um, there's a segment where you hear it the first time you hear about it is like someone on the radio or like an internet show or something like that being mm-hmm. like uh yeah uh just think uh, it's pretty stupid to uh, ruin landmarks and you know put up a uh, captain america shield on, on statue of liberty mm-hmm. and i thought in that scene i thought it was like a call-in for like jay jonah jameson's like supplement pill hawking you know <laughs> sort of alex jones-esque version of that i thought it was going right. to be like some QAnon person thought they were going to put the Captain America shield on the Statue of Liberty. I was like, that'd be so stupid. Yeah, this guy thinks they're going to do like real landmarks, and then they do it. I was like, oh, this that was real. <laughs> they're, they're doing that in this movie. What yeah. an interesting thing to do. Yeah. Um, I thought it was it was fun. It, I, again, because they are in New York in this movie, like you said, mm-hmm. that, that was a, a real cool thing. You kind of say it's like a character in the movie almost. One could say that, yes. <laughs> One could say that, Stephen. And the Statue yeah. of Liberty being the uh, the showdown, it was kind of fun with that shield uh-huh. being a part of it and everything. So it, it, worked, yeah. it worked out. But I thought that was uh, that threw me for a loop. I really thought it was going to be like a, a conspiracy thing. And then it's like, oh, they're really doing that. And uh, what mm. an America that is. I think we would actually do that. You know? <laughs> that Honestly, would I would co-sign for that, you know? You, but yeah, like, well, of course. To be fair, like, in this reality, Captain America is one of the peoples that people's one of the the people that helped bring uh billions of people back uh from that's true being gone for five years you yeah. know so um he was able to pick up thor's hammer i think that goes a long way he's like so uh what do you say we uh, throw a shield up on uh yeah old uh, lady liberty that. you know do you think that they're setting up that down the road in the mcu someone is going to need a giant Captain America shield because we know that Ant-Man has the growing ability. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. we also know that we love Zords and oh. Kaiju. Yes. And yes. Steven, mechs. yes. Uh-huh. I'm just saying there's something there. It feels like down the road someone's going to need that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see a, a big battle. I like that. There's a newer character in the comics called American Kaiju who is Ooh. like essentially a, a, a person who turns into a uh, Godzilla-like character that is red, white, and blue in color. Of course, I would love it. Let's just give that whole like, just repaint the American version of the modern Godzilla, red, white, and blue. Yeah, slap that shield on that bitch and just call it good. You know, man, that sounds great. I would watch mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah, I'm down with that. I just, I think it was. If you're gonna get anything out of that, why they they did that in this movie, I think that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna need to take that shield from from the Lady Liberty someday. And be like, mm-hmm. ma'am. Tip, tip of the hat you know and then they go fight somebody that'd be fun yeah that would be fun mm-hmm. good observation i i like Thanks. that they bring back tony stark's arc reactor for electro in this movie super interesting they fight in inside of captain america's shield at the very end mm-hmm. like it's very like no but this is definitely in the mcu <laughs> amy pascal from sony pictures just keep in mind it is fun though um 
that's again like you and I had talked to recently. I I had all the Sam Raimi Spider Man. At least I had the first two. I know that. And then I went to look for him, and I had gotten. I think I'd gotten rid of the first Spider Man because you and I watched it, and they're just not that great. Spider Man Two does still hold a place in my heart. I do think it's a good movie, but like it didn't hold up as much as like the rest of the MCU, or especially mm-hmm. the Tom Holland Spider Man. I just really like his version of Peter Parker and Spider Man yeah. the best on both fronts. And I really didn't care to go visit the Andrew Garfield stuff and really didn't care to go visit the old Sam Raimi ones. But now after this movie, I do. And it was so fascinating that, like, I loved, like you said, Andrew Garfield's um, version of Peter Parker was so fun. But, like, when he mm-hmm. first comes through the portal and he's like, string theory is real, like, wormholes are real, and you have magic here too. Like, it was so fun mm-hmm. to see their worlds that didn't have those things or, like, Tobey Maguire creating his own web fluid in his body versus uh-huh. them creating it. It was so fun to see those things play off of each other and bring them all into the fold. And it makes it makes those movies retroactively better to me. Yeah. You know, that's cool. It's kind of like when you said that you liked Scream 4 a little bit more because yes. Scream 5 landed so well. You know, it, it reflects back on it positively Absolutely. and uh, gives you hope. Like if you were to go back and rewatch uh I don't know, like the the Raimi or Mark Webb mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies, and you just like, oh, I'm not liking this. This is like barely tolerable for some of these. Yeah. At the the end of the day, you'd be like, oh, but they land it in Spider-Man: No Way Home. It always know? be, it's always there as like yeah. a fun little thing, and and also just to see, I love the interactions of the Spider-Man because that's they they personify his character so well. They all do. But uh-huh. Spider-Man just wants to help. And if they hadn't, if they met another one, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be, they'd be freaked out for a little bit. Like they kind of test each other with their skills and stuff. And then they're like, I know he needs my help. He would help me if he, if I needed help. It's just ha- who they are. Yeah. And to see like them, like talk to him, like we talked about with like uncle Ben and like helping him grieve and stuff. And like the mm-hmm. way they could discuss things with him. But then later on when they all work together in the science lab together, like it's, it's fun. And mm-hmm. then trying to fight and getting in each other's way like shooting a web across and like clotheslining one dude that's flying another way and then having to work together. Like it was so fun to see them all work together. And like, it really does make the rest of those movies better for, for any reason. Cause I'm like, I always know that Spider-Man's a minch at the end of the day. Right. And he comes mm-hmm. through for my boy, Tom Holland later on. So, he, that's right. so Andrew Garfield's <laughs> Spider-Man's are always awesome. Okay. Right. Like it's really changed me. <laughs> I Ooh, love the, the interaction where they're, yeah, they are getting at each other's way at the statue of Liberty on the yeah. scaffolding. And they have like a little like powwow real quick. And they're like, uh, Tom Holland says, uh, look, I was in the Avengers, and they're like, "That's great. What is that? Is that a band? Are you in a band? That's great." So like, oh, yeah. McGuire's like, "That is great. He's so yeah. genuine with it. It's so yeah, funny. I know. That's what I. That's what I love about it. It's like it's almost like um, different in in comics. You have different eras of like Superman, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got like a golden age Superman where uh, it's it's going to vary quite a bit from the modern day. Superman like they they were kind of hammering out the details sure. of the, the golden age Superman like well can he fly or can he just like hop a lot and he <laughs> hopped until they needed him to fly and he's like oh but he could fly now yeah so um and you know like the little details about the costume were different and whatnot but um I feel like Tobey Maguire is like the golden age version mm-hmm. of Spider-Man in film like he's the 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 OG yeah and seeing him as like the the uh, the the biggest of the the big brothers uh, in this triumvirate of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, since he he's the one to stop Tom Holland's Spider-Man Ugh. from 
from murdering. hitting that, that final blow yeah. on on the goblin. Um, it just, I don't know. It's just something about the the chemistry of those three yeah. three characters. And Andrew Garfield says it in the movies. Like I've always wanted brothers, you mm-hmm. know. And he he found them in alternate versions of himself. And how cool! Like what a good way to they 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 could have really fallen apart. Like. Mm-hmm. Bringing all these guys together after all these, especially Tobey Maguire. Like I haven't seen him in anything in so fucking long. Like, right. I think the last thing I remember him coming out with was The Great Gatsby uh, oh, with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, and like that was like, not like a long time ago. That mm-hmm. was like 2010 or something. That was like part of the 3D craze, you know. That's one of the whitest movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> I could not believe it. It was insane. Jay Z was on the soundtrack. Uh, even still, it was. It, it was didn't matter. In, in, Terribly white. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, yeah. yeah, looking back on it, especially. But um, it's like, what's he up to in the, his Spider-Man version was so long ago. Like, yeah. could he slip back in that character? I mean, they're all professional actors, obviously. But like, it was so long ago. Do, do, would, it, would we care? Will it work? And it all does. Mm-hmm. They really genuinely seem happy to be there and help each other out as like actors almost. Yeah. Um, to be part of this. And I'm, I hope they all made good paydays too, coming back for it, you know, especially yeah. after like. Andrew Garfield didn't even get a third movie, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's glad to be able to don that suit. And the, and their best versions, I feel like yeah. you've kind of hinted at as well. Like Tom Holland is kind of the best version, live action version we've seen. I think uh, for you and me, for for Peter and Spider Man, and then these other guys though are also really great. And this this movie helped them in my mm-hmm. mind. So uh, we've talked about the interdimensional Spider Man. Let's talk about the villains of this movie. Let's do it. So the like I said at the beginning of this discussion, like. Mysterio is the the one who reveals Peter's identity, but otherwise we don't see any MCU villains in this movie. Yeah, it's all good point. alternate reality ones, right? So we've got uh, Dr. Octopus, G- uh, Goblin, and Sandman from the Raimi movies, and then we've got Electro and the Lizard from the Mark Webb movies. Um, I will tell you right now, Stephen, if you were to watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 and see Jamie Foxx's Electro in this movie, you'd be like, this is a totally different character. They plussed him up so much yeah, in this movie that I'm like, oh, my God, I love this version of Electro. I just want. I, OK, interesting. That's good. I want good him to question. stick around, even uh-huh. if he's not a villain. I just I just love that version of the character. I, I think I just like really like Jamie Foxx. I loved yeah, him as bad awesome. in Baby Driver. Oh, I love him as so this version of Electro. Um Man, he's just so good. And like he has that little conversation with Andrew Garfield at the end of the movie where he's like, I just thought you'd be black. And then Andrew Garfield's like, (laughs) I'm "I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really clever. They had a lot of good moments like that. That that was another thing. Like specifically, I've heard for for Jamie Foxx to come back to this. He said he wanted to look like Jamie Foxx. He didn't want that fucking blue body. And I Mm -hmm. remember the trailers for that movie coming out and it just looked terrible. They also did the, I I thought of it as like the, uh, from the MCU, like the Aldrich Killian uh, they they made him look like a nerd. They gave him like shitty yeah. hair and the glasses, but he's yes. like fucking Jamie Fox, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, dude's a fox. What can you say? And, it's uh, right there in the title. It's right there. You can't yeah. miss it. And mm-hmm. so to try to hide that and give him paint cover overalls seems like a funny thing too. And like mm-hmm. he mentions it briefly in this, he was like, I was a big nerd or something like that. And then I like, got all these powers. But um, I liked his version of this. I I don't know much about Electro, so uh, I liked some of the other ones better. I thought I thought Goblins. Uh, character and like Willem Dafoe and this was great and like him kind of really leaning into the um, insanity of it was seeing yeah. that flip flop back and forth was really cool um, and I liked uh, Sandman I don't like from the Sam Raimi movies but I like him in this 
because he kind of helps Peter a little bit at first, and then he's like not trusting of him. But then he's like mm-hmm. funny when he sits down on the couch and gets sand everywhere, and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry." <laughs> like yeah. he was a much better characterization than this one too. So I think overall mm-hmm. they just did a good job of kind of bringing everybody into their best form in this movie, mm-hmm. um, where the other ones didn't really work. Like the what is it, the crocodile or the the lizard? The man? lizard, the yeah. Lizard? Mm-hmm. Some of the effects on that I thought on this were weird. I liked whenever mm-hmm. he was fighting, but when he's just in the cell, like talking, I thought it was kind of kind of weird. But I was like, they're probably way better than what they were before. I imagine he, his his, yeah. his effects have gotten improved. But I, I kind of wish they would have redesigned him, but also yeah. it wouldn't have looked like the same character, and there might have been some like dissonance there. Yeah. Uh, whereas you don't have that problem with Electro because you know what Jamie Fox looks like, and yeah, it sounds like and just like that the whole time, but. Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, and then Alfred Molina were the only actors oh. that were actually on set. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Reese Ifans, who plays the lizard, mm. and um, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, who plays Sandman, they were not there. They were uh, gotcha. just provided voice only. And uh, so they had like previous scans of those actors that mm-hmm. they just reworked That's for. Cool. Well, I guess it's not really important for the lizard, but you know, for Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. Uh, was something that came in handy. And so, like, when they get transformed at the end of the movie, that, mm-hmm. from what I understand, that was reused footage or unused footage from those respective earlier films. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they just repurposed kind of, it, and it's like, okay, that's fine. And I it totally care. works. It's mm-hmm. it's so genius how they bring it all together with these movies, for sure. Like, yeah. bringing all those characters in, and then how it all works together, and, like, doesn't get bogged down with, like, how many people are there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really interesting, and, and it was cool to see them all fighting. Like, Doc Ock uh, was one of the best parts of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and mm-hmm. Alfred Molina is such a good characterization of that, you know, and to see him come back, like, that's again, like, it's it's like these movies, those other versions were so recent, you don't want to just, like, redo them, but also, like, like that, that version of Willem Dafoe's Goblin is so iconic, and then, like, Alfred mm-hmm. Molina as Doc Ock is so iconic, and it would have been cool to see, like, a an MCU version of Doc Ock, you know, totally right. different. But it's also like really neat that they got to bring him back as that character and be like, we get to see the same one that we all loved with a new Spider-Man. That's pretty cool. So I do have thoughts about this. Like, it it does seem like a shorthand way of introducing these concepts into the MCU, whereas you don't have to introduce Dr. Otto Octavius. What's his whole thing? Oh, he he likes a bunch of arms. Okay. well, what's he doing in this movie? Well, he's got an experiment that's going to go wrong. Like there's a lot of track Mm -hmm. to lay to to get back there, you know, whereas if we're just reintroducing the character like fully formed for the most part from a previous franchise into this movie, we he's already established. We can Mm -hmm. see he's villainous. Same thing with Goblin and, and the other characters, you know. Um, but there's a little bit of a twist. So you, you kind of get the best of all worlds in a way mm-hmm. where you've got Dr. Octopus and these various villains in the MCU now, but you don't have to go back and rehash their totally. origins, all of that stuff. You just hit the ground running with them. And then you just start telling a new story. You know, this is this movie is not based on comics that exist or whatever, not directly yeah. at the, the very least. There's been interdimensional like Spider-Man stories in the comics, but this is really primarily based on movie franchises mm-hmm. right so yeah i i say if, if we're gonna do it let's just do that and then like if they do additional spider-man movies in the mcu now we can introduce new villains or whatever not morbius obviously they've perfected that formula <laughs> but um you know but going that's forward a, that's a good point and it's i love how 
um, between I, who, whoever's involved. I don't know the mm. director of this one, um, John John Waters. Waters. <laughs> John uh, Waters. <laughs> don't forget to smile. <laughs> Uh, John Watts, um, I think from some of the uh, behind the scenes stuff I watched, some of the specials, they showed like this was his vision and like how he worked on set and the actors really seemed to really adore him uh, as a director and stuff and learn from him. But you don't hear, he seems to be kind of a private person. I don't hear a lot from him. And Mm -hmm. there's a big complaint a lot with the MCU movies. They all look alike. Like there's definitely like Disney and, and Feige and all that. Like they're, they're always kind of like keeping continuity of of looks or whatever throughout it, but I like the aesthetic and I like that. But you never mm. know really who's leading everything, but whoever it is, uh, is a genius. I like how it all plays together because in the last Spider-Man movie, we have Quentin Beck who says he's Mysterio from an alternate dimension, but yeah. it's all fake. And mm. Peter has to contend with that. And, and in particular, he has to trust his Spidey sense. He has to learn to trust that in that movie. And at the end, use it when he can't trust his actual like visuals Mm -hmm. to know if there's like someone in front of him he has to like reach out and grab quentin by the neck you know grab mysterio so he can't hurt him whatever and then leading into this movie where there are actual interdimensional villains and heroes that have come through Mm -hmm. it's such a cool transition i don't know like you said like for a while it wasn't necessarily gonna happen like it might have just been a a sony thing and like so we don't Mm -hmm. know that we never we would have actually gotten this but what a good transition. And then in this movie, that scene, whenever he's surrounded by all these other villains that he doesn't know and doesn't really trust, and he just has to close his eyes and trust his spidey sense, and he just shoots it out of at Goblin's hand. Oh, my God. Where it's so that close-up cool. of, of Peter, and it's like it's almost like he's got a chest-mounted camera. Yes. And he's, he knows something's wrong, and we just, like, watch him walk through Happy's condo. It's such a good scene, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that so and much. And it's all a playoff of the last movie. Like, they, they really do such a good job of building things together and then like like I was I can't come up with a ton of examples there's been so many so many movies in the MCU but like they've done that since the beginning like all of Tony Stark's armor if you just watch his armor and why he develops what he develops throughout the series it's genius mm-hmm. every yep. time he comes across something that hurts him the next suit solves that problem over and over and over again throughout mm-hmm. so many movies and it's so fun to watch that that build up you know and like him mm-hmm. adjust to it the spider-man suits are kind of the same way you know like having to yeah. adjust to things and then in this movie's like him trusting his actual like spidey sense mm-hmm. uh was so neat to see that you know they built on those building blocks uh, even more and um they just did such a good job with this man i'm really man. impressed a lot to touch on there uh let's talk about the spidey sense so when yeah. he starts fighting dr strange at one point and strange knocks peter's um uh what would you say like his uh his the oral version of him or oral oh yeah i get you yeah he knocks his like soul out yeah 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 and he's hanging out there and you can see like uh, like the 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 area around peter's head is like a spider sense like there's like some Mm, wavy uh line type things that uh, are coming off of his head kind of like in the comics i love that so much i'm like he's i didn't really notice the line that's Oh yeah, watch that. That's cool. Oh, you, you had to rewatch this team yeah. and they did it. They did it. They fucking did it. They got a, a visual <laughs> spider sense on screen. It worked. It looks so good. Um, and then also, I want to discuss Peter's costumes in this movie. Oh yeah, please. Um, there's there's quite a few. Uh, the my wife had mentioned that she doesn't really like the Iron Spider costume, like the the metallic mm-hmm. looking one. Um, when he has the showdown with Doc Ock on the bridge, um, she's like, "Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of this this costume. It's too like armory. I like him in a, a more." Like, he, he should be in a more, like, cloth costume or yeah. whatever, you know? I kind of agree with that, actually. I was I, like, yeah. yeah. 
totally understood that. Yeah. And um, once we we got once May cleaned his costume for him and he was back in the red and black costume. I asked her what she thought. She said, I actually like this one because it just looks so like crisp and clean. Right on. Totally on board with that. I will say before that, um, in the marketing, they had the the like black and gold costume. I was like, man, mm. I kind of hate that they change up these costumes every time just so they can like sell toys. But that's how Marvel really makes their money off of these mm. Spider-Man movies, right? Merchandising. Um, Sony doesn't get that money. It's just in right. the, the, the box office. So, but I'm like, eh, I get it or whatever. Yeah. However, when I saw it in the movie and I realized he just turned his costume inside out and you've got these dorky ass wires sticking out all <laughs> over the place, he like masking tapes his cell phone onto his chest. I'm oh like, my oh god, my god, that was god. so funny. I, I do kind of fucking like this. He's got this one like uh, errant wire like that sticks up on his like head or whatever. Man, I did like, not it, notice these details. Oh I, my god. I gotta watch this whole movie again. Oh, I, I love it. Oh no. Yeah. What, what torture? I got to. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I love the little details of this movie like that, mm. though. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, like, once I, I saw the movie itself, I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. They're, yeah. like, they're, they're L-tasting this. They're making it stupid, but enjoyable, it you yeah. know? <laughs> um, and then by the time we get to the very end of the movie, like I said, he's in that classic red and blue, like, Steve Ditko designed yeah. costume. The one he, like, uh, makes himself at the very oh end. Oh, my God. I was, when I saw that. Loved it. Because uh, you see, like, the like the cloth that he's like cut like on his mm-hmm. desk before you see the costume. And it's kind of like a, a lighter blue than the rest yeah. of that we usually see modern. And I was like, Oh my God. And then they show it. And I was like, Brit is probably fucking, his pants are just flying off right now. I can, uh-huh. I can, I can even though I'm watching it, he's doing it. I knew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I knew that you'd be impressed by that. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was super cool to see. It is. Yeah. I, God damn it. I just and need it to see it. It makes sense. Like I need again, to see it in a full movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you want four and five and six and however many yeah. they'll give us. Yeah. Um, yeah. To think too, like I like the the way they've changed this again, like with the arc that they had all these other movies, these other versions of Spider Man. So like Uncle Ben dies like right away, mm-hmm. and I, I think probably the other two movies both have him die like in the very beginning, right? I only really yes, know this, yeah. the Sam Raimi ones, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, and the fact that they they have to go through that and then. At least, like, in the Sam Raimi ones, again, there's, like, a part where, like, Spider-Man wants to quit or, like, he fears that people will find out about MJ or, like, his family is in danger and, like, he has to mm-hmm. go through that. And Tom Holland really hasn't had to do that until this movie. And then now they can play with those things. And it's mm-hmm. it's so interesting to see them pull that together. And, and one of them is, like, Peter's identity being revealed uh, and playing with that notion and I thought at the end of the last movie, I thought this was going to jump forward. We were going to just see, you know, kind of how the, the fallout of that was. But mm-hmm. then once it started and it's right away, it makes sense that, like, you'd want to see what it's like right away for him. Like, his school yeah. is all abuzz now. Like, he, he can't go about his normal life. His friends are being, you know, their lives are being disrupted, all that stuff. Um, and it was cool to kind of see how that all played out. Um, but they just play with a lot of different ideas, I guess, that I, I, I like versus the other, the other Spider-Man movies, too, you know? Oh my god! When he shows up to school, when like school restarts, he shows up, and then like he walks up, and Martin Starr and oh JB Smoove and Hannibal Burris are up there, <laughs> and Hannibal Burris just like keeps accusing him of being a murderer. The the, was right. Yeah. <laughs> it was I so fucking that. funny. It's so funny. Oh my god! And Martin Starr, when he like walks away, he's like he he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. man. yeah, that was so well done. The like shrine to Spider Man that they yeah. made and uh, the that they're standing in front of. Oh my god! You it's made so funny. that. Yeah, <laughs> I helped. No, you yeah. made that. Yeah, their little banter. Uh, again, bringing those characters back. They didn't need to yeah. do that, but so fucking funny. Feel free to walk or swim, yeah, swim. through the hallways. We know you can. Did you crawl on the, the ceiling? 
to avoid crowds, feel free. Yeah, that was all good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, so in the MCU, we didn't have Uncle Ben. Uh, we didn't have to see Uncle Ben get murdered again because we get it, right? Like, yeah. I feel like the uh, Kevin Feige, uh, maybe Sony, I don't know, uh, but they, they showed us mercy on seeing Uncle Ben die a third time on film. Right. Um, it's kind of like we don't ever need to see Batman's parents get killed again. We don't need to see yeah. the, the pearls, like, fall to the ground. Um, I don't know if they have that in the Batman. I've not seen it yet, but... Uh, yeah, that's coming out HBO Max fairly, fairly like soon, day, right? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, but, uh, so we didn't get to see Uncle Ben at all. There's no actor cast for it. Um, we, we just know that he, like, had uh, maybe an uncle or something from his aunt. Really, yeah, I don't really talk about it, do they? I guess they didn't really explicitly say. I know in uh, Homecoming, he has a suitcase that has Uncle Ben's initials on it oh, okay. or whatever. It's like a, like an Easter egg. But yeah, I, it's not like May actually ever says, oh, you're Uncle Ben or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, it's just like implied. Um, whereas in this movie, May, unfortunately, takes the role of Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, I was shocked when that happened yeah, it's uh, when, when, when May died because it seemed like... We see her get hit with that glider, but she gets back up toward the yeah. end of that scene. Chumbo and she helps Humbo. Peter up. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yep. Aunt May and Jesus. <laughs> same person. We've never seen them in the same room together. I'm just saying they both have long, dark hair. I would worship Marissa Tomei. Same, 100%. Yeah, yeah. we'll subscribe to our OnlyFans exactly. after this episode. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so it was legitimately like shocking to me when... After she helps Peter up, it seems oh. like they're going to be okay. They're going to escape. And then she collapses. I'm like, oh, no. Just got to catch my breath. She just like keeps I, saying that. Oh, I felt it. And I, I remember vividly in the theater not being able to, like, think forward in the scene, like, oh, May's going to die. Right. Whereas now it's, it seems obvious. I was just, like, living in the moment of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And th- there was just, like, a, a hush that went across the theater, oh. you know? And it was just, like, we we're all going through this. And... um. Yeah, I, I just, you could really feel Peter's pain in that yeah. movie or in that, that scene where he's having to deal with this. And then, like, the SWAT team shows up. One of them shoots him in the arm. I know, and, man. And he's, like, Bastard. forced to, to run away, you know? And yeah. Yeah, the whole... The whole sequence was uh, was rough, and then, then we yeah. have that beautiful sequence. Uh, Peter in the rain. We've got a oh, close dude. up of his shot or his face where like rain is so falling. So good. The sky is crying for this young man. Oh, you know, man, you said it. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's in front of that giant video billboard of J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, it's uh, that. I thought that shot looked so like that would be an iconic shot in a comic book. I wouldn't have been surprised mm-hmm. if they ripped that off from a comic book. Not ripped yeah. it off, but you know, inspiration. Sure. Um, I was like, it was so gorgeous. I lo- that's like my favorite shot of the entire movie. It's so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With his like silhouette and then like mm-hmm. jumping back and forth of his close-ups and stuff. Um, yeah, and that scene with May, like, I don't know that we. I liked how they did May throughout the series, and like she was younger and didn't have a bin, and she just they were doing their thing. I thought it was gonna be completely different, and like showing it now, it means a lot more to have her kind of pass away now. Like you mm-hmm. really got to live with her, whereas the other movies you never really. You understood there was love there mm-hmm. uh, between Peter and Ben, but you don't really get to see it. And now you really see like her taking care of him and like all the stuff she's done for lots of people around the world with the blip people, you know? Yeah. She but, seems like a good person. But she was also living her life, right? Like she she had a romantic interest, you know? Yeah. She was crushing that 
that uh, crotch of, Hell yeah. of happy for a little while, and then but she had like the feast program that she was running. Yeah. She she really, especially in this movie. She really in, instills a sense of responsibility in Peter. Sure. That he, I feel like he already had a good chunk of that, right? Because yeah. we've seen him in like five other filmic adventures before. Yeah. But she really drives home like, I understand these people are from another universe, but they are your responsibility. You you can take care of them. Yeah. And so at, at a point where it, the easiest thing would have been for Peter to just send these people back to their universes, he was like, you know what? I'm going to help fix them. And- he does with the help of the other Spider-Man yeah. and Ned and MJ. They they get it done. Yeah, and him having the lessons from them, I think, is really important. And then leading into the whole end of this movie, like mm-hmm. with him, I was thinking about. Uh, I lost my train of thought earlier, but the the it was kind of like the suit and stuff. Him him making that again and not having like the nanotechnology suit, having oh, his suit yeah. and he's alone. Like uh-huh. literally nobody remembers him anymore. Mm-hmm. And wh- how gut wrenching that's got to be, and how interesting that would be to be explored in further sequels so i really hope they get to do that like they've 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 twisted this story so much that we get all all new versions of old things that feel great and new again and are really well done and feel Mm -hmm. important and then it's like instead of seeing nobody like know who peter is at all and him like start on his own in the very first movie he was already spider-man and we saw him in a a totally different movie before even his his movie and like Mm -hmm. he's in like conscripted into the avengers like early on and then now he's like the lone spider-man making his own costume and like what a cool thing that that could be part four yeah and people have pointed this out online but like yeah this is like a spider-man origin like this past six movie arc has been like an origin for spider-man right like yeah, it's crazy that they they got there. I don't know that was the plan the entire time. Probably not. Yeah, but it worked you know? out so well, right? But it worked. It really worked out. Like now yeah. he's like the classic Spider Man. He's he's living on his own in this shitty apartment in right. the middle of New York. He doesn't have the backing of Tony Stark, the Avengers, any of that. He doesn't have any of his friends or family for support. Yeah, he's truly on his own. He like when he brings in that one crate and sets it down in his new little shitty apartment. The, the book on top is a GED test book. Oh, yeah. So that's right. I remember he didn't, that. He, he didn't even get to, like, graduate with yeah. everyone on his senior year. He's He's got to take this GED to to get back to where he needs to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's so interesting how they set that up. Yeah. They just, they really, uh, whether the plan, any of this was planned or not, I don't know. Like, they, they just stuck the landing so well. Yeah. Uh, and it really, it reverberates all the way back to Sam Raimi's movies, which it is does, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really cool. I'm I'm kind of glad the way we just kind of skipped around on this talk. Like I felt more a little more natural about uh, just how we discuss things. But I'm sure you do have some notes. I I don't I think I have any more that I want to bring up. I was curious if you had anything in particular you wanted to really bring up though. Um, yeah, uh, we haven't really talked about Doctor Strange and and Wong and yeah. their, their situation. Uh, I love that Wong is the new Sorcerer Supreme, and he's just like walking around, so getting shit done. He's bringing in suitcases from another uh, like part of the planet. Um, and then, uh, he, I feel like he's like really cracking the whip on, on strange. Uh huh. Right. And, and strange is just like, just there, you know, he, (laughs) he's, he's wearing like sweats and just (laughs) hanging around his, uh, his, his building or whatever. Um, what did you think about Dr. Strange in this movie? I know like, uh, it it was a bit of a heavy lift for you in that first Doctor Strange movie. But with subsequent films that had him in it, you you 
like turn to like the character a bit more yeah and now that movie in particular is one of my favorites of the mcu actually wow, it's one of the okay. ones i watched the most i would say now cool okay yeah, I, didn't know. I really like that movie um yeah. it took me a while though and it was partly cargill the the co-writer um, who i follow online and just mm-hmm. liking his personality a lot and other stuff he talks about and and then being like i should really get that another shot and it kind of grew in me over time uh for mm-hmm. various reasons and now i just really like I really like Doctor Strange, but I like when people say my name, Steven, on on screen. So that's cool. Right, yeah. You like um, him, Captain America? Sure. Yeah. And then um, Moon Knight as well when I started watching that. <laughs> of course, yeah. Right? I was Steven, like, man, yeah. I just got a lot of Steven love right now, which is really uh-huh. nice. Uh, Too many Stevens, you know? Even if they're spelled wrong, it's okay. You know, I can hear it right. So uh, That's true, that yeah. Be? But um, yeah, so I really liked him being in this. I thought it was fun to see them like work off of each other um, and mm-hmm. kind of their banter and stuff as well. And then um, I loved I loved the the different themes they've created throughout these movies. And so whenever Peter is like looking at the address or whatever, and he's like walking around the corner, and the Doctor Strange theme kicks in, like that type of music. Oh yeah, uh, kicks in right there. And I was like, oh my god, this is so great! Like they they blend so well together, um, that the different scores and themes and stuff. And so uh, that was like fun just to see them like kind of come together. So I'm really excited for the next movie, especially after this one, the, uh, the, in the multiverse of madness, like mm-hmm. looks wild from what I've seen and, uh, bringing it back to Wanda and her post WandaVision arc will be really fun. Um, but I certainly thought he was, he was a good catalyst for this movie. I thought it all played really well. Um, you know why mm-hmm. it would kind of work out this way. And like, even if I don't, I don't know why he did it for Peter, except that he's just bored yeah you know but i'm kind of like whatever like he's just arrogant and it leads in like from the what i have seen in the trailer for the next one like it it kind of brings almost like that what if uh cartoon version they had where like Mm -hmm. he becomes like the really fucking creepy version of steven strange yeah and i'm like are they going there like there's a lot of avenues opened up with starting with this movie so that seems really fun yeah. yeah yeah this is like the catalyst for for all of that stuff you know yeah and like where does that gotta go so we don't yeah. we don't get spider-man 4 right now but we get the next story here and that's again like super exciting so and all because jake gyllenhaal can keep his fucking mouth shut now we have all this shit to contend with you know yeah it's really it's his fault and taylor swift tried to warn us for years so god damn it mm-hmm. listen to women you know well yeah Especially listen, t- listen to the truth, Taylor's version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, the Green Goblin. Uh, if you've got a, a yeah. few extra minutes, um, I I really like Willem Dafoe's portrayal of that character. Uh, the costume from the Raimi movies mm. uh, leaves a lot to be desired. I know a lot of people say he looks like a Power Ranger or whatever. To Wait. which I say, hey, <laughs> hey, now I know we're all having a good time, but. Let's back off a little bit. You keep those words uh, out of your mouth. You goddamn right. Um, I do like the update to his costume in this, where he's got the the purple like yeah. uh, like ripped hoodie, like cloak, kind of from uh-huh. the comics. I just, part of me wishes that they would have done something with his face, maybe mm. just to like the mask? make it. Yeah, because it, it seems a little bit. Or even like whenever he kicks into full like goblin mode, maybe there's like some of the Oz chemical bubbles to the surface, yeah. and he it changes his like the structure of his face or kind of his cool. face green or something to that effect, you know? Like, look, if they changed Electro and made him look cooler, right. they would do the same thing with Goblin <laughs> or whatever. I'm but, with you there, yeah. But, it seems really um, dated oh, now. A bit, yeah. That look, right? Yeah. Yeah. But also, it's like, look, you got Willem Dafoe back. Let's just... I mean, that's a Let's just time. call it good, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, right. I, I will sign off on this for you. Um, but I, I love that 
that character. I love how like sinister he is. Yeah. Like when when he and Peter are destroying that goddamn building by oh my fighting, God. fist fighting, and uh, Peter's on top of him just like punching down, and you can see uh, the goblin getting punched in the face and like turning his head, and then at a certain point he just starts cackling yeah. maniacally at Peter. It's just so like haunting and visceral. Yeah, he did a really good job of coming right back into that fold and being being creepy again. And mm-hmm. uh, man, he really embodies that character so well. I mean, he's no Dane DeHaan, but he's um, who can be, you know, who can be exactly. He's yeah. no uh, James Franco. Yeah, you know, but who can do you be? think? Do you think when Dane DeHaan, uh, when they were like designing the costume for the Green Goblin, they they took the James Franco version mm-hmm. of of uh that like goblin and they like put that up on a, a board and then they put a plus sign and then they put a mucinex booger and they were like this is the vibe we're going that's, for that's what they're going for i think that yeah. probably was the way they led into that mm-hmm. um it also made me think of uh this might be something you're not familiar with because you don't like christmas movies but right um did you ever see i think it's the santa claus three uh martin short the character he reminds me sort of of Dane DeHaan's like they do this slicked back weird hair thing with Jack Frost yeah it's Jack Frost kind of look yeah Mm -hmm. um they just yeah they really they really knocked it out of the park is what I'm saying with the Dane DeHaan now we don't need a a new goblin yeah you know they've perfected it you know it's actually um I don't know if you knew this um that movie came out and it was so popular and I was really into it obviously and so Mm -hmm. I went to a barber showed him a picture of that and i said i want you to make my hair like this and it was there was so many chemicals involved that's why i'm bald a lot of people don't know it yeah. started it, i want i wanted the the the, the han i said the, give me the han yeah. uh-huh and the um, de hair the han okay <laughs> for a second they gave me a goldie han yeah you know, they misheard me but uh-huh. um then i was like no a d han and they were like, oh, we got it. And then, like, this happened. So, I don't know. I, I'm rocking it, but I was going mm. for a different look. Basically. If you have to be dehonned, then, yeah, they're going to shave it off, start from scratch. Start from scratch. I, Never grew I back. think they cauterized your the flesh of your head they as did. well. Yeah. I'm still scabbing. It's like salting the the earth, you know? Yes, exactly. That's why I have to yeah. wear hats. Yeah. Um. Much, much like Nosferatu, you know? Yeah. You get it. <laughs> yeah. You want to avoid the sun. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, but yes, to your credit, I do wish Dan DeHaan was in this movie. Uh, next, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? That that for the most part kind of covers the the bulk of my notes. I would say, like right on. like you said, I, I enjoyed jumping around this conversation. It just seemed to uh, to flow a bit more yeah, naturally than than it normally is, where I just like go through a, the timeline of a movie scene by scene or whatever. I don't know that people like that. I don't know. It's just easy yeah. to go through notes that way sometimes, but this uh-huh. seemed more naturalistic. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to talk about Lothar getting cut, kicked in the nards on, <laughs> on this movie. You know, uh, nobody gets kicked in the nards, but there is a Not point a where uh, Ned Leeds says, cure that ass. And uh, I just want to highlight that. Oh yeah. Uh, the work of uh, Jacob Botelon. Uh, oh, just fantastic. Just incredible. You know? Yeah. When they open the, they go to the, the basement and there's just like laundry running. He's like badass. Like uh-huh. I love his delivery of badass in these movies is so funny. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I don't know if there's a, a one in every movie, but he said it at least another time that I remember. Uh, now I just have to go watch all three of these. I guess. Damn. Uh, <laughs> go find all his badass moments. Of course. Yeah. Um, I uh, only thing I want to highlight is I still love the the way that the Peters work off of each other. Um, the the whole scene with like the back popping where uh, Tobey Maguire's back is hurting and then Andrew Garfield's like, I got it, I got it. And he like 
does the arms crossed over and like pops his back. He's like, I feel so much better. Like their banter about that was funny. The, the whole thing about the, where does the web fluid come from? Does it come out anywhere else? Um, Mm. the Andrew Garfield being like, man, you guys have fought aliens. I've only, I'm lame. I've only fought a rhinoceros Russian. And he's like, no, stop it with a self-talk. You're not lame. You're amazing. Like, I I thought it was all very clever. Um, Mm. it might've been a little fan servicey and stuff, but I thought it was so funny. And then when they do finally work together and they all jump out of the, the empire, not the empire, the, uh, Statue of Liberty, like scaffolding Mm. together and they're all swinging in a row and they, they, at one point, like, loop. They, like, cross the streams and, like, loop yeah. their webs together and swing around each other. And then they all do the iconic... They're, like, three different iconic Spider-Man landings on the, mm-hmm. the head of her. It was, like... It was so fucking magical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved seeing that stuff. Like, again, next week, I'm excited to see what happens in uh, Into the Spider-Verse with Peters being able to fight with each other and stuff. But... Yeah. Uh, or not even just Peters. Spider-Man being able to fight with each other. But... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was this was pretty special, and I thought they they really knocked it out of the park for that finale. It was super exciting, and every time I've, I've rewatched it, there's some new little detail. Like it's so choreographed. Yeah, um, there's a new detail every time you watch it, and it's really fascinating. So it's uh, it was just all around a really fun time, man. I really 100%. really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, a lot of moving pieces, but they pulled it off. You they know? really did. They kept it together, man. Yeah. Yeah, in a way that MCU and and Feige seem to be the only way you know that they can pull it off, and they Mm -hmm. knocked it out of the park once again. So, man, this movie came out was a colossal success. Then Morbius came out, (laughs) colossal failure. (laughs) If you can't see that, Sony, yeah, Uh just look at those together. And then, uh, man, Feige just leaning back in his chair, laughing to himself. You know, (laughs) he's doing that evil uh, goblin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's good. He, he pours some like uh, gack on his face or whatever to to get all oh, nice yeah. and boogery. Classic goblin look, you know. That's a good look. Booger goblin. I love it. Um, all right, so next week, obviously, we've mentioned it many times. We mm-hmm. are watching Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Yes. And Stephen has not seen it ever. Uh, right. Brent, mm-hmm. you have seen it a few times. Multiple I times. Imagine. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I've been waiting for this. This is one of those. Like, if we had had the opportunity to watch it together in person, I would have wished for that. I wanted to see mm-hmm. this with you, but I'm really glad we'll be able to uh, do it here on the show. So, yes. Anything mm-hmm. else to announce? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, right we're we're uh, hoping to have a, a guest on for the episode. Okay, uh, I didn't know. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're working on that. Um, it seems like everything is good to go, but you know how technology can be. It happens. We'll so, try. Yeah. We'll do our best. Hoping for a guest. And then uh, right after that, we go into to Matrix. Oh, uh, that's right. Which I've Matrix discovered. May. Yeah, just, uh, talking to my wife, I kept spelling it like M-A-Y tricks, Matrix. Mm-hmm. But that's really hard to tell people. That's easy to read uh, mm-hmm. if you're able to read. But um, yeah, Matrix May, I guess. So we're going to mm-hmm. hopefully have some guests on for that as well. And then yeah. uh, so that sounds fun. But we're going to de- dedicate the entire month to uh, the Matrix and the sequels. And I'm really excited to finally delve into those with you as well. So that'll Same. be coming up too, man. For sure. Got a lot of cool stuff. Um, as usual, if you'd like to contact us, our info is in the show notes. You can also rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. Helps us to find more listeners like you. So hope you exactly. enjoyed this uh, this fun Spider-Man talk. And there'll be more next week because um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man's one of the fucking best, man, of all time. So Yep. Yeah. So if you didn't like that Passion of the Christ episode, you have this one. You, you got the, to fall back a good on. Time. It's nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I like that. I also referenced Spider-Man as the best of all time. The boat, if you will. The boat. <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there. 
<laughs> show title i feel yeah. okay cool there we go we got there uh well man i was i had a blast talking about this with you in particular brent because obviously you're a huge spider-man fan and uh someday you and i will have to watch this together because it's a blast and yes. uh, that'd be a lot of fun so we'll we'll just get together watch the entire mcu yes uh spider cut j- just all of it yeah that's all all the mcu again uh-huh from block out some days the mcu yep mm-hmm. holy shit no sleeping till brooklyn no boston till <laughs> til we did yeah all right cool man that sounds great yeah well uh, until then and until next time i'm steven i'm brent and let's talk later cure that ass <laughs>
Stop well, what doing type, that. What type of hose are we talking about? Oh, and that's the other that's question. That's the other issue. See, this is why being an adult is so complicated, you know? It's true, man. Wow, uh-huh. you don't expect these things. You don't. Language is crazy, but breathing is crazy. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. things like, I didn't even know, like, you learned that as a kid. I didn't know that until I was an adult. You know, yeah. I learned that right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, man. but you have to be taught somewhere, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine going to your grave not knowing that you can breathe air through your butt? I feel like I would be ashamed, you know, uh, in general, just to know know that people knew that I die without knowing that. Uh huh. You know, because it would in- invariably be brought up at my funeral. Of and course. Then they would like someone would be like, you know, did you know he actually didn't even know that? And they're mm-hmm. like, wow, he died not knowing that. And they would just drop their plate of cheese and crackers and they'd leave. Yeah. Well, that's why there's always uh, a uh, like a, a casket sommelier on hand to drill oh. a little like cork hole in the butt of your casket. Oh, so even even in death you can participate. Yeah, of course. That's, that's br- like that's like a sweet tradition. That's how the the air gets in the casket just to keep things lively, you know. So it's like if you were to be dead, or, mm-hmm. or if they thought you were dead, yeah, but you weren't really dead. Like say someone your wife mm-hmm. poisoned you but you were you're really just like in a state of you know you were like catatonic mm-hmm. and uh but they thought you were dead and then they did that do you think that would like revive you potentially you know yeah. that's why they used to bury people with bells that way if you would hear the bell chiming mm-hmm. oh they're they're they were just a heavy sleeper you know yeah they took some nyquil an extra dose of nyquil that they shouldn't you know you never know you never NyQuil's know strong stuff mm-hmm yeah, and then like the Grim Reaper shows up, and he's like, "Oh, come on!" Like now, I I had this as my eleven thirty. You don't understand how much paperwork this is going to be. Yeah, I already scheduled this person as dead. <laughs> I can't just cross it out. Yeah, I'm on my lunch hour system. too. Hey, everyone, uh, Death eats lunch too. What does mm-hmm. Death eat for lunch? Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> pass up the five for five fifty five deal. <laughs> that was the perfect answer. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Arby's sink word. Sink word. Arby's. Yeah. I was gonna go with a, I know a butt thing, a, a butt breathing maybe. Uh huh. But now after that, I just can't think of anything but Arby's. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Man, do you think we get them to sponsor this episode? I don't know. Maybe we gotta mm. cli- we gotta do those, those clips soon. You know. Of course. Do some yeah. advertising. We need to yeah. clip the segment. That's probably gonna get them. What does death eat? Arby's. There you go. <laughs> They're like, is that good or bad? And we're like, I don't, I don't Publicity, know. Publicity, man. They said our name. You know, people don't even know we still exist. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're still talking about us. We were a punchline in a thing that was like moderately funny. We'll, we'll accept it. It's fine. Sounds Perfect. great. All right, so let's sync with Arby's on three, one, two, three. Arby's. Arby's. We we got the meats. Is that them? We're meat. We've got the meats for death. <laughs> Arby's death meats. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's what they make the roast beef out of. It's just like cadaver stuff. You oh know? man, it's like armadillo and oh my god, stuff you just find on the road. Mm, it's armadillo season too. Oh man, yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen a couple. Listen, mm. um, here's the thing. I'm gonna take a break and try okay. to um, blow all this stuff. Okay. Out my face sure. um and then maybe i'll be better when i get back sounds okay. good yep doing great doing Welcome back. great doing yeah. great didn't um didn't just set off a chain of sneezes <laughs> oh. 
take my uh, allergy pill there. Yeah. All right. I worked on a bit while I was gone, though. You're still you? recording, okay. right? Yes. Okay, good. RBs, more like road beasts. <laughs> road beasts? Get it? Like for armadillos? This, yeah, it's a road okay. beast. It is a road beast. Hey. You can have that one. <laughs> worked on it real hard while I was sneezing my brains up. That was, that was worth it. That was worth Thanks. the sneeze. Thanks. Maybe that's where you get all your ideas, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sneeze jostles them loose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, then I have a lot of good ideas because the sneezes come constantly. You just got to make it through that mucus web to exactly. get to the forefront of your uh, brain. Yeah, you got to, like, clear the cobwebs. Uh-huh. Interesting. I'm just webs, naturally stupid. I, I don't have that issue. <laughs> it's just like words are not coming to me today. They There's no cobwebs to clear. No cobwebs to clear. Uh, just some like uh, dead cricket shells to uh, to make it over. The husks wow. of a cricket. What, what a description of your brain. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's like I don't want to like agree with you because you're my friend, but it's like it does make some sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as long as you're cool with it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, good. It's cool. I said it. Mm-hmm. Super. Well, that makes me feel really good about it then. <laughs> good. L-P.